Can we please have quiet on the set? Awesome! I came to I play! I play! There's a price to pay! Time for you to get down on your knees! I, I came to play! Welcome to a new episode of the Hard Hits Wrestling Podcast. Before we get to our regular chat, we'll first be joined by our special guest, The Miz. Just a couple of hours before WWE Live Singapore, we got the chance to sit down with the A-lister himself for an intimate, engaging and wide-ranging roundtable conversation alongside a group of other reporters. Here, we got to discuss his insane, and I mean insane, Miz TV segment with LeVar Ball and his family on the last episode of Monday Night Raw. We also discussed the behind-the-scenes story of his infamous Talking Smack promo with Daniel Bryan last year, how he handles the evolving crowd dynamics in the WWE, his role in the Marine 5, the story of how he fell for his wife Maurice, and lots, lots more. Enjoy. Who wants to go first? You're already talking. You're already talking. You're ready to All go. All right, cool. Um, I had a whole different line of questioning, but like, I have to ask about the Laval Ball segment on Monday Night Raw. Yeah? That was kind of the, one of the wildest, wildest things I've ever seen on Raw. Right? Yeah. People are still talking about it. Yeah. It's all over. All of our sports um, hubs in uh, in America are just talking nonstop about it. They want interviews with me and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have you know celebrities come on a show, you know sometimes things get a little wild and crazy because you never know what they're going to do and what they're going to say. Cause, exactly. You know, it's it's one of those situations where. You know, you have a script, yep. but sometimes they don't follow that script. It and was you kind of have to balance off it and see where they're going to go and what they're going to do with it. What was it like being in there with him, you know, from your perspective, trying to keep it on track? I kind of had a feel, like, I know, like, I, I follow basketball. Sure. So I kind of know who LeVar Ball is, you know. Right. I know, yeah. you know, I know his son, Lonzo. <coughs> they're very <coughs> proud, and they really want to be a Los Angeles Laker. And then when he got to be a Los Angeles Laker, mm-hmm. um, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, it, it's really cool to be... First time ever in Staples Center, Lonzo Ball as a Los Angeles Laker on Miss TV. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, you know, with a big baller brand, you never know what's <laughs> going to happen. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So, but it, it created, you know, yeah. it created a, a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are talking about it. And, you know, if people are talking, it's Miss TV. Definitely, definitely. Miss, they could have put him. Anywhere, uh, talking about LeVar Ball, um, how did you feel getting uh, that kind of confidence from the WWE to assign him to you? So I feel that- like I'm always that guy. I feel it's either me or Jericho. Yeah. Whenever, whenever a celebrity comes in and they need, you know, a person that can, you know, go off of people and uh, direct them and feel and, and if they get lost or if they are wandering or trying to create something, you're literally like, okay, you know what to do and how to do it and how to get to where you need to be to make entertaining, captivating TV because we have thousands of our fans who are diehards, who just want to see us, WWE superstars. They don't want to see, you know, celebrities, but 
we also have to cater to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we want more people to love WWE and to love our products. So we bring, uh, you know, outside celebrities in to help generate that because maybe they might not be the diehard fans of LeVar Ball, but there might be LeVar Ball fans out there that want to see what he's going to do. And now with all the attention we generated, maybe next week we'll have more fans because of the people that were like, wow, you know what? I like that. I'm going to keep watching it now. So that's kind of what it's all about, in my opinion. But, you know... To get the confidence of WWE to go in there with anyone, anytime, anywhere, that's always a nice pat on the back, but there's no one more talented than me. <laughs> I mean, you're asking the Miz here. Yep. I mean, I've the reason I think I am where I am today is because, um, if you notice, the one superstar that is here doing media right now mm -hmm. is the Miz. I've been doing this for 12 years, and, and I'm always the person that says, when we get off a plane, which I got off a plane an hour ago. Right. And we, were in the, we were in the air for, I don't know, 15, 20 hours? I don't even know. Got off a plane, yeah. you know, came right here, and uh, this is what I'm doing. And this is the practice that I get. You know, this, I always look at this as an opportunity. You know, you get an opportunity to entertain all of you, and if I do succeed at that, guess what? I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to the arena tonight, and I'm gonna entertain even more people. So that's what it's all about. Um, tell us, uh, how different are you when you're in the ring? And because on June 19th, uh, you were seen to be as though using uh, uh, Maurice as a shield from Ambrose. How different is that you in real life? <laughs> Me using my wife as a shield. <laughs> Unbelievable. Listen. Listen. Unbelievable. No, so... My wife knows exactly what we need to do when we are out there. And she will is glad to help in any way possible. And so I know Dean Ambrose isn't going to do anything to Maurice. So I will use that to my advantage to make sure that I keep the Intercontinental Champion because the Intercontinental Championship is safe right now. Mm -hmm. It is safe because it is with me. I make it a highlight. I make it a prestige. I make it relevant. I make people talk about it. I'm in Singapore with you media right now. I w I'm on all over all sports outlets because of me. So I make this title relevant. So I have to keep this title. Now, Dean Ambrose in the ring, no doubt. He's, he's very good at what he does. Yes, we know. We get it. You're a big fan. <laughs> but Dean Ambrose is someone to be reckoned with in the WWE ring. And I know that for, for a fact, for sure. But him as an Intercontinental Champion, his reign wasn't as good as when I have the title. And the title isn't as prestigious when I have the title. And that's what it's all about to me. Because when I was a kid growing up, the Ultimate Warriors, the Shawn Michaels, the Bret Harts, they were all the workhorses in the WWE. They were the people that made it prestigious. And I am that guy. And, I don't, and I, as, as good as Dean Ambrose is, he's not the Miz. Right, um, and I will, yes. And yes, I will use her in a shield, and she loves being used as a shield. <laughs> yes, you appeared in uh, you know, reality TV, and you were on Total Divas with Maurice a while back. Um, you know, what are your plans? Do you, is reality TV some, you know, up your alley? Is it something you like to do, or do you prefer TV shows? And I movies? was on reality show, let's see, Real World, let's see, I was on 2001, yeah. I think it was, and I did nine reality shows in five years. And then I got to be a WWE superstar. And back then, you weren't allowed to do anything. If you were a reality star, you were the butt on every joke. You were a joke. You were not supposed to have talent. You weren't supposed to be anything or anyone. And then I got into WWE, 
in the WWE universe did not accept me. They kind of uh, shielded me out. Uh, I always look at WWE as like a fraternity, mm-hmm. and I was not a part of that fraternity. I was a reality star. I wasn't supposed to have any talent. And then time progressed and progressed and progressed and progressed. And now you see a ton of celebrities doing reality shows, hosting shows. You know, you see everyone doing everything now. It was before either you're a movie star or you're a TV star or you're doing this or you're doing that. You can't combine them all. Now, this day and age, you can do whatever you want and people applaud it. The more attention you get, the better. I mean, the more you're on social media, look at The Rock. I mean, I know about every single one of his movies right now because of his Instagram. You know, so it's kind of those... Those things that, like, I look at all of that and I go, oh, all right, I can do it all. So, will I be on Total Divas? Sure. If my wife is on Total Divas, I'm going to be on it with her, supporting her. Um, do I want to host? Absolutely. Do I want to be a movie star? Yes. Do I want to be on TV? Yes. I want it all. People, my, my, my agents and publicists and manager, they always ask me, Miss, what do you want at the end? And I go, I want it all. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I think my talents deserve it. Yes. All right. So um, you were talking about how you came from a reality TV background and you won over the audience eventually. How difficult was it to win over the boys in the back? I know? still don't think I've, I've won over the audience. Really? And I still think there are some people in the back that look at me and go, eh, it's the Miz. You know? okay. But I also think that people are starting to realize the talents that I possess. Mm-hmm. And I'm being able to showcase them more and more. And I think like the past two years... I've become confident enough that I can be put in any situation and I will make it a success. Right. Hence LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. Interesting. Uh, You spoke a little bit about about Maurice earlier and both of you work really well together, especially since you returned, but how has her return helped elevate your career? It rejuvenated 100%. I was, if you remember before Maurice came back, I was really doing nothing. I wasn't, I wasn't anyone to be reckoned with. No one really talked about me. It was just like, oh, there's the Miz, you know, uh, if he's a good hand. And in WWE, if you want to be the biggest superstar in the world, you never want to be a good hand. A good hand meaning uh, he's, he's good in the ring, you know, we'll just put him up with anybody and, you know, he'll probably lose tonight, but no one really cares, whatever. He'll get a reaction, that kind of thing. That, it, that's the kind of the person, that's what they talk about when they talk about a good hand. You never want to be that if you want to be the top dog. You want someone to be like, we want this with him. We want this and this and this and this and this. And I wasn't getting that. And then Maurice came back. I got my Intercontinental Championship. And it kind of had her, whenever I see her in the corner of my ring, it gives me a whole new confidence. It makes me realize I can do anything. And to have like, you know, your wife and you're sitting there and you kind of want to show off for her, you know? Mm-hmm. You kind of want to be like, yeah, all right, watch this, babe. <laughs> I'm going to win. You know, you don't want to lose in front of your wife. Right. So, so it completely 100% rejuvenated my entire career. And um, I've been having fun. You know, I wasn't having a lot of... I, WWE is always fun to me. But there gum, there's, comes times where you have these peaks and valleys. And I was on this valley where it was just kept going down and down, and it wasn't fun. I was just like, I'm not having fun anymore. It's not, it's not cool. It's not fun. I miss my wife. I'm on the road. She's at home. I never see her. I'm, I'm, I'm at home two days a week, so I can see her two times. And then when she got on the road, I could see her every day. She brings a whole new confidence with me. Like, whenever your wife, you wake up in the morning, she goes, God, you're hot. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, you know, she'll say that, and I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes you it makes you put, feel good. Like you, yeah, it makes you kind of add a couple inches. You know. What attracted you to Maurice? 
Are you kidding? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you need... That's strike two. That's strike two. He gets one more. In baseball, you get three, right? Um, what attracted me to her, I, I'll never forget the first time I saw her. Um, Diva Search. She was trying out. I was the host of Diva Search. So I'm sitting there in there, and she walks in, and everyone's just like, watches her walk in and go, whoa. And she didn't speak English. So I go, hi, Maurice. Uh, you know, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, can you, can you, can you talk to us? She didn't speak English. She didn't understand what I'm saying. I'm like, can you talk? Maurice from Montreal. Okay, you look great. Let's pass her through. So, so the third time came around and all the judges and everyone, we get, go behind stage and we say, we talk about the girls and which one's going to make it and everything like that. So... We're talking, and Maurice's picture comes up, and we go, oh, Barnum, beautiful, knockout. When she walks in a room, everyone's heads turns, and you want to see what this girl is going to do. And that's, that's WWE, you know? You, you want to be the person that walks through a door, and people are like, who is that? You know, it's a star. You know, she has that star power, that aura about her. And it's just not the physical beauty. It's, it's something that, that generates off of you. I mean, look at me. I mean, <laughs> I mean so, so I was like, listen. If this girl can cut a promo in French, then she's in. Right. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how am I going to get her to cut a promo in French? Like, how do you say promo? <laughs> <laughs> so she comes in, and I'm like, uh, Maurice, uh, can you cut promo in, in Francais? Francais promo? And she goes, promo? Like, WW pro? I go, we. Oui. <laughs> and so she ended up like getting in my face, cutting a promo on me, and I don't know what she said, but it was the sexiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I don't think she was saying very nice things to me. And I was just, I was like, wow, if only I can get a girl like that. Right. And I did. <laughs> Boom. All right, um, okay, well, let's talk about women's wrestling. Like, uh, to the, uh, I thought you were going to give me a Finn question or something. Nah. All right, nah, morning. just wear the shirt. <laughs> All right, this one. Like <laughs> we, we saw um, Miss Money in a Bang. Yep. And um, <coughs> twice. Yep, twice. And um, the main event, Hell in a Cell. All right. So where do you see women wrestling go from here? Oh, it's just going to keep on going. I mean, I think it all starts with the Miss Elizabeth, with uh, Sensational Sherry, you know, Mae Young. You know, all the all those old school uh, women have generated to where literally the generations upon generations, you go you go back to that generation, then you go into the Trish Jadises, the Litas, then you go into my wife, Maurice, and the Michelle McCools, and the Beth Phoenixes, and then you go into this generation where they're talking about this women's revolution. And I get that it's a revolution, and right now these girls are getting opportunities, and they're they're swinging and they're knocking it out of the park. They're, they're stepping up their game, they're doing great, but it all starts with the women that paved the way for them to have those opportunities. Because I remember with my wife, like she would have like, all right, you have two minutes tonight. Two minutes to do a match, tell a story, captivate an audience, and tell everyone exactly who you are. And my wife had to have enough talent in order to do all those things. And she did successfully. I mean, she's a two-time Divas champ. And now these girls are getting 15, 20-minute matches. I just saw a gauntlet match on Raw. You know, money in the banks, hell on the cells, and they deserve it. I mean, if I'm flipping a channel and I see two beautiful, powerful, captivating women, you know, you know, going head-to-head against one another in a, in a ladder match, like, I'm staying on. 
I'm sorry, but I'm I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's kind of that 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 power that that the women have really of this generation have really have really done well. My wife included. Yeah. I mean, you watched uh, WrestleMania, I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at WrestleMania, uh, everyone was really excited to see my yeah. wife wrestle for the yeah. first time in like seven years, and we, and, and, and we we literally built that whole program yeah. out of not even wrestling once, mm-hmm. and then got there and we didn't win, but <laughs> I feel like we ended up winning in the end anyway. True. Yeah. True. Miss, going back to that WrestleMania moment, you trolled John Cena into proposing <laughs> to Nikki Bella, and now there's another. Nikki should be thanking us, don't you think? She should be thanking exactly. the couple. I mean, what else could he do? There is no other thing he could have done. And now there's another couple emerging, uh, at least in the other brand. Do you think that you will ever get the chance to face on the Canellis couple? Oh, I, I had no idea who you're talking about. I was like, oh. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. They're on SmackDown Live now, and uh, I mean, I think they, I think they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're. I don't want to say gimmick. Their, their, their whole thing is power of love, and it's. I, I find it interesting. I think it's. I think it's going to generate a lot of heat, and I think people are not going to like them, and I think it's going to be something really, really good for SmackDown Live. Um, if they come over to Raw, then yeah, I mean, it could happen. I mean, a lot of people thought that Rusev and Lana it was, a, it was a great thing for us. But Maurice and I are going to keep doing exactly what we're doing. And uh, we're going to keep being the it couple, um, you know, captivating audiences and making people laugh, smile, hate, uh, frown, applaud, boo. We're going to do it all because that's exactly what we do. And that is our job. And we have fun doing it. So whatever WWE throws at our plate, guess what? Batter up, because I'm gonna hit a home run. We talk a little bit about the Marine Five. Um, so who do you think is? When did I talk about the Marine no, Five I said today? We're gonna talk. About oh, we are. Are we? <laughs> are we? All right, let's talk about it. Yeah. So who do you think is tougher, Jake Carter or the Miz? See, Jake Carter. I would have to say Jake Carter, no doubt. The reason being is he's a Marine, and Marine, I, Marines. In, in America are some of the toughest individuals that, that they have. I mean, these guys sacrifice their lives uh, for our protection in, in our country. So I always applaud people that do that for my family, my friend, and they don't even know me. So to play Jay Carter, you know, learning uh, hand-to-hand combat the way uh, an armed forces person would do it, uh, learning the, how, to, how to hold a gun, how to surveil a, a a room and make sure that it's it's clear. Um, just the little things that, that it took a lot, and um, to, I always have a sense of pride whenever I play Jay Carter, um, just because of I know the the sacrifice that those armed forces people make. So it's it's always a lot of fun, but it's always like, am I messing this up? Am I making this good? Are they going to be proud, or are they going to just yell at me about how bad I am? I'm like I'm just hoping that they say I'm great. So, and if they do, big pat on the back for me. I care less about what the critics say. It doesn't matter about the critics say. When a guy from the armed forces comes up and goes, you did a hell of a job, I'm like, I win. Uh, in a Marine, you play a pretty convincing good guy. Believe it or not, I can play a good guy. Exactly. Um, so I, I've very rarely seen you play a face. Have you ever considered you know, maybe doing a prolonged face then in the future? Or a run? It all depends on what the crowd does. Yeah. If the crowd starts cheering, guess what? Good. I'll, I'll go into it. Right. But, I mean, at WrestleMania, they were cheering me. Exactly. Half the crowd's cheering me. I was like, wait. Yeah. Are you, are you chanting The Miz? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before in my entire career of WWE. Do you feel awkward then? 
Huh? In the chair for you. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, the whole new sensation rise. My head got this big. Yeah. Something I talk about that, the evolving crowd dynamics in the WWE and wrestling in general. They, they tend to just want to cheer whoever they want to cheer, yeah. regardless of face or heel alignment. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at Roman Reigns right now. I exactly, mean, yeah. Roman uh, gets the biggest half and half now. And I watched that happen with John Cena, too. Right. You know, when he was wrestling Kurt Angle a long time ago, it's kind of like when I first started up on WWE. It was like 2006. Mm-hmm. I remember that for the first time I ever heard, like, Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man. Like, this is the face of the franchise, and people don't like him. Yeah. You know, you'd hear the little kids say, let's go, Cena, and the men go, Cena sucks. You know, it was just it was incredible. And now I think Roman has that kind of effect mm-hmm. on the people, you know, where the people, so people, you either really love them or really hate them. Right. Like, how many people like Roman Reigns here? Thought so. I was about, I was I was literally like, <laughs> how many people like Roman Reigns here? Uh, for the past several years, we saw a lot of superstars get injured, and then, but we never heard that Miss is injured. So, do you think that the current superstars are weaker than the previous generation, or what do you think about it? I don't know why I haven't been injured. To be honest, <laughs> I've been very fortunate and very lucky, and I also take care of my body as much as possible. Like today, we flew, you know, 24 hours. We're going to be wrestling in three hours. So guess what? I'm going to spend an hour stretching today to make sure that uh, my body is able and ready and willing. And some of the stuff that some of the superstars do in that ring are very high risk. And that's why we always tell kids not to try what we do at home and, and tell you guys not to do what we do at home because it is very dangerous. We are trained professionals and uh, even the best still get hurt. Yeah. <coughs> So I'm um, speaking about not getting hurt. There's kind of a big part of um, one of your major promos. The I, I think the promo that really catalyzed your rise over the last 12 months is the Daniel Bryan one on, on Talking Smack. Sure. Um, yeah, like how much of that was planned and how much of that was improvised? And did you legitimately offend him? How do you plan? How do you plan something like that? I don't know. Yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> I was angry. Um, and the main reason why I was angry was so that day I got a. I get to the building and I'm Intercontinental Champion. And as Intercontinental Champion, I I was doing nothing. Like I was like, I have this title. This is the title like that I remember as a kid that I was like, God, I love this title. Mm -hmm. And I really want to be that guy that, you know, everyone always says, I'm gonna make this title relevant again. I'm gonna make it prestigious. And everyone's always just yapping at the gum doing that. And it always seems like whoever was Intercontinental Champion would just be losing every match until they had the Intercontinental title match and then they win. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't want to be that superstar. I don't want to be that guy. So I get to the building and they tell me, yeah, you're not needed today on the show. I'm like, excuse me? I'm the Intercontinental Champion. Sorry, yeah, we're debuting the new tag team titles and we're debuting the new women's title. So we, we kind of don't have enough room right. for, for the Intercontinental title. And I went, huh. <laughs> You're telling me the rich history of this title, all the superstars that held this title before me yeah. are just irrelevant because you have two new titles that you need to, you need to, you need to put in there. Right. And so, um, so I go... Put me on Talking Smack tonight. Okay. They go, why? I go, uh, everything I'm going to unleash it on Daniel. <laughs> he's a general manager. Yeah. He's a person that get things done, right? right. Well, he's going to need to get things done. So we went in there, and I had no idea he was going to walk away. I was, I was actually planning on him hitting me. Right. Yeah, I was like, all right, when's he going to hit me? When's he going to hit me? 
And I knew I couldn't hit him back. Um, but I was just so angry and it got the attention it needed. Fantastic. And I succeeded at doing what I wanted to do, yeah. which is making that title mean something. You kind of missed everyone it. else tried to do, but they couldn't. You kind of missed the Talking Smack format, you know, how organic it was. It's great, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I love Talking Smack. I thought they, they do an incredible job with it and they allow the superstars to really shine. Right. You know, superstars that you don't really necessarily get to see. Because a lot of times, I'll, tell, I'll be honest, the crowd messes up a lot of stuff. Yes. You know, they can, they, can make, they can make a promo and elevate it and make it the most amazing thing ever. Mm-hmm. Or they can really shut it down. Right. A couple things like that happens like that, that people don't realize is that, well, I'll be cutting a promo and I'll have one guy. One guy just be like, hey, man, man, and you and no one else hears like everyone in the audience hears them, right. but the, the, you, the, the people at home don't hear them. Mm-hmm. But I hear them, yeah. and so I'm trying to get across what I need to get across to showcase what we're doing for the millions at home. But one guy is rooting <laughs> for everyone, or people will start the what chance. And yeah. as cool and as great as it was that Austin, you know, really did that whole thing when he was doing it. Right. For, for the WWE superstar, it's just, it's like, okay, all right, enough. Like, listen to what I'm saying, follow the story, and I guarantee you'll be entertained. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just want to be a part of it, and then you have to be able to have the talent enough to basically control the audience right. and figure out how to control 16 to 20,000 people. Sometimes it's difficult. It is, yeah. How do you actually manage to learn the trade to... Some people never learn. I think it's through practice. When I first got into WWE on these these shows, these live events that we do, I would always ask, can I have a promo? Can I talk? Can I talk before the match? Can I talk before the match? Can I talk before the match? And whenever I'm, you know, doing media, this is this is my practice to see what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I would do radio interviews. I would do everything I possibly could to basically see what works and what doesn't. And then you go on that audience and you've had all that practice and then you just the confidence arises and you're like, you know what? I can put in any situation, and I know I'll be able to succeed. Do you practice this with your wife? All the time. Yeah. I practice. I practice in traffic. <laughs> I cut promos in traffic. You know, if I'm stuck in traffic, I'm cutting promos. <laughs> it's just something I do. Mason, A lot of them are terrible. Mason, how do you, um, you know, when you face the same opponent, you know, dozens of times, you know, like like Dean Ambrose, you know, how do you keep things fresh, you know, so that you don't do do you, don't do the same match twice? I think I think it just evolves. You know, you you look at what story you're in. You know how what has happened before, and why are we in this match right now? And so that kind of just basically allows us to tweak everything and anything. You know what I mean? Like now with Ambrose, I mean I've been going with him for what four months now, and uh, you know who knows when when that will ever end. But now I have a whole mistourage. You know I have Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. So now I have that as my disposal. So it's going to be quite interesting to see him try to take the title or anyone to take the title from me now. And I don't plan on stopping at them. Miz, you've been talking about... Guys, you've got five minutes left. Five minutes. Miz, you've been talking about elevating the Intercontinental Championship. At what point would you say that you've done your job in in bringing it back? When it's more talked about than the Universal title. It's given more... um, more airtime, which obviously it has been. <laughs> someone doesn't show up a lot, but it's quite all right. He is the beast. He is Brock Lesnar, and he has earned the right to do that because, I mean, let's face it, when he's on the show, you want to watch and see what's going to happen next. 
and him versus Samoa Joe at Great Balls of Fire on July 10th. It's going to be something to be watched, as well as Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in an ambulance match. Those are going to be two pretty incredible pieces. So, you know, we'll see if, you know, Joe can be the universal champion and actually have it on every show then. Uh, but right now, the Intercontinental title is the uh, title on the show, is the singles title on the show, which is, you know, applaud to me. <laughs> and who knows what I'll be going doing at Great Balls of Fire, but one thing is for sure, I will be winning because I have too many, too many, too much ammo to keep going. What can we expect from you and wife? Uh, couple of, uh, right now, she's not liking me right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's very mad at me because I broke her grandfather clock yeah. twice. I have accidentally bumped her off the apron, which Sorry. is not always good. Yeah. Was it twice? I think it was just Probably. once, right? Nice. Or twice. Uh, it some, I, I, I try to forget those things. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll be all good. It's like, uh, it's like any relationship. You have your little... Peaks and valleys, ups and, and, downs, ups yeah. and downs. Yeah, and we'll be okay. Yeah. we'll thrive, everyone. We'll thrive. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Last. Maybe last question. Okay. If you were to induct into the Hall of Fame, who would you want that person to induct you? Probably my wife. Right. I think she'd want that. I think if I didn't ask her, she'd be very angry. <laughs> at me. And if you thought she's angry at me now, wait till I don't ask her to induct me. So it would have to be my wife. Yeah. For one of my top ballot Hall of Fame. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Thank you. And the Thank show tonight's gonna be awesome. awesome. Get the WWE Network. Hey, and that was our interview with the Miz. Uh, Hadi is now back with us. Yay! Hi. Yeah, sorry you couldn't come for the interview. <laughs> it's fine. Limited spaces. Like, it's, it's fine. Very, it's very intimate. Yeah. It's fine. But um, as you heard, like uh, this happened maybe like two, three hours before before the WWE live, which um actually like flabbergasted me because um we we both watched Raw. Yep. Literally twenty four hours before yep. the show, they went on like a twenty hour flight. Yep. The second he landed, he had to go to Mandarin Oriental. Um, and do spend, this place, like yeah. yeah two hours with like just a bunch of reporters over and over again. And like, I mean, he addresses it in the interview and uh that he you know is the most professional. Uh, guy in the WWE and like it's hard to disagree when everyone else is kind of just like you know the only other person is John Cena indeed indeed and it really does feel like he's the new face of the WWE or at least he's the most willing to do the obligations yep. you know the the kind of like outside the box uh, things that you don't necessarily need to do but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the extra mile uh. yeah. and, and part of me believes that I think it's part of his reality TV background yeah definitely yeah because like he he, he talks about how he came from reality TV you know the real world yep. and how and he did th tough enough right he did tough enough, yeah. And but I mean, it took him five, six, seven years, and people still didn't respect him because being re reality TV star meant that you were a joke, you know. Yeah. And like uh, he says, WWE is that fraternity, and really does feel that way yeah. when you hear stories about JBL, JBL bullying, people. bullying people. And uh, J JBL bullying the myth, the, the myth. Yeah. It's one of the one of the more prevalent uh, internet rumors that have been going around. It's 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 a bit like the. You know, like the Bill Cosby thing, where so many people say say something. It can't be not true. It can't be not true. Like, <laughs> there has to be like some fire somewhere where yeah. there's so much smoke, right? I mean, but what's impressive is unlike quite a few people. I mean, this is again. I'm not crediting JBL. I hate JBL. Yeah, yeah. But the miss survived that. The miss survived that. He managed to get JBL on his side. I mean, got getting JBL to actually respect his work. Eventually, and like, especially yeah. over the last year, JBL has been consistently touting the Miz as uh, the best performer in WWE today. Yep. And uh, I don't, we don't disagree, lah. Like he doesn't, disagree. he doesn't do like the high flying moves at the cruiserweights, yeah. and he's not the most technical wrestler. It's quite safe. Which is a key, lah. Like yeah. I mean, as as he mentioned that he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. He can do all these things because he's not hurt, and 
the only time he ever takes a break from, from wrestling is when he has to go film a movie like The Marine 5 or The Marine 4 or The Marine 3. <laughs> I don't think he was in that, those ones. O- was he not? I think it was John Cena, right? John Cena was Marine 1 to, one three. to 3, right? And then 4 and 5 was, was uh, Miss. The Miz. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. So, um, um, I, I did manage to ask John Cena because like... Uh, John Cena? No, sorry. The Miz? The Miz, yeah. yeah. Not uh, about John Cena. Um, yeah. but like, and, and also about his role in The Marine 5 carrying on from John Cena. And John Cena being the perpetual baby face, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect for the Marine 5. He looks like a Marine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Miz is coming to the Marine, playing a good guy, which he's never done. Never done. But, uh, okay, these are the things I do for you guys. I actually, <laughs> I actually watched the Marine 5 in preparation for this interview. Just one of the more, like, um, it, was, it wasn't like an amazing film, shall we say? Uh, yeah. But, but uh, I do have to credit the Miz, uh, because he played a very convincing good guy. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this guy can be a face. Uh. Yeah. He really could. One day, la, one day. One day, one day. Yeah, la. But right now, he's so good as a heel. I, I don't ever want him to change. Yeah, he's yeah. the best heel we have. Yeah, so I, I guess the biggest takeaways from the interview was his perspective on the LeVar Ball incident and how mm. professional he was about it. Yeah. Um, saying that like oh he went off script so what you know it still yeah. generated attention and in the end the people who, who watched it just for Lavar Ball or watched it because it was a train wreck might be interested to tune mm-hmm. in next week which is all true and the second biggest takeaway is the Daniel Bryan incident uh, which I feel cat- catalyzed like his rise yeah. in the last 12 months yeah. uh, I mean like his thoughts on, thoughts on Talking Smack we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. more about Talking Smack later because this was another good week good for, week talking, for talking Smack yeah, yeah but like um so he's just risen because of the Talking Smack format and specifically that promo that he cut on Talking Smack on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. How impassioned it was. And how and much it was a shoot. Yeah, because like, I mean, we all kind of knew it was a worked shoot kind of thing, but I didn't realise it was that much of a shoot. Yeah. Because like, it, it seems that like, I mean, he implied that Bryan was unaware that he was going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and so were, and so were the, the office. Uh, he just yeah. put me on Talking Smack, I'm just going gonna, gonna to say some stuff. Go, go at it. And he went off and he was saying that like, he didn't think Bryan took it uh, he didn't think Brian was that offended because he was like, oh, he's going to hit me, right? Because that's what the face is going to do to the heel. Yep. And he's going to hit me, he's going to hit me, and then Brian just walks away. And that made it even more dramatic, dramatic right? Yeah. And then like, he, he didn't miss a beat. It's like most people would be like scared already, you know, yeah. at that point, but he just like kept grabbing the mic. He like asked the camera to focus in on him, you know. Yep. This is like day number or whatever of the Mrs. Intercontinental Tour, blah, blah, oh, blah. God damn, the Miz is such a good heel. One of the best you have. Yeah, so... um. This was, uh, like like I said, two, two and a half hours before the show. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I, I went to meet Hadi. And then Yay. we went to WWE Live in Singapore. And what a show what it a was. What a show. Um, it, I think this is my first... W- I missed uh, the last WWE Live 2015. Yeah. But I did see WWE Live... Well, it wasn't called WWE Live back then. It was just house shows. Yeah. When it came to Singapore, I think I saw The Undertaker. Uh, I met Shawn Michaels in a bar. Oh, you did? Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, I didn't... Oh, like... that's when you knew that he was bigger than <laughs> bigger than you thought. Yes, he was so much taller than me. I was like, hey, you're supposed to be a small guy. <laughs> but like, I think this is the first time I'm seeing like the new crop of stars in person. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, myself same. and Hardy have seen NGPW up, up close and personal. Yep. Uh, but WWE, not so much. How about you? Did you go in 2015? No, I, I missed 2015 too. Mm-hmm. Sadly. So, I mean, like, considering that we are running... a uh, Progressing podcast, like, it would be weird if we didn't go. Uh. Yeah, so we thought, okay lah, we better go lah. Yeah, yeah, uh, we had good seats, uh, courtesy of um, Starhub. Starhub, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, thanks so much Starhub, like, the Cat 2 seats were amazing. Yeah, it was really up close. Yeah. So, I, I think, like, the biggest, uh, biggest thing, well, maybe not the biggest thing, like, but the biggest surprise that happened. Jericho. Was Jericho coming yeah. back. Yeah. Very first match, we were fucking, like, we were being patted down and <laughs> yeah. going through security. And we heard his team talk like, like, once. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> the walls down. And then we ran. And we were like, fuck this, let's go, let's go. 
And it was so exciting yeah. because like I saw Jericho on the card and they they they, they gave us media like um, yeah. the match card like maybe like two three months ago. Yeah. But I mean I thought like okay lah like, you know at the bottom is this card subject to change. I mean yeah. okay lah okay, okay number one. Jer- so we thought he was on Fozito. Fozito and number two is on SmackDown right. Yeah. And this is a Raw show. So you're like hmm, okay, free I mean, agent. Free agent yeah like John Cena. <laughs> so maybe like uh but like he was booked for the Pacific tour already so yeah, I think yeah. he was already pre committed and yeah, yeah lah. So that was fine. He took on Hideo Itami, which is another surprise. Yeah, Hideo Itami coming in from NXT. Coming in from NXT. We'll talk more about Itami later because uh, Itami is running a kind of weird angle in NXT right now. But, he, but we yeah. weren't sure if there was face or heel, so we didn't know whether Jericho's going to work face, face or heel. Or heel but, but he like, worked heel. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly he turned on the crowd. <laughs> oh, I loved it. We, we made the list. <laughs> we so made the list. We made the list. I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, people were chanting stupid idiot. Yeah, uh, I love it. All the best Throughout things. The but match. the stupid idiot thing is like the cut angle you suck. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, endearing. It's uh. a kind of endearment. <laughs> But you know, goddamn, Chris Jericho is such a professional. He kept, he kept like, he kept healing away. Yeah. He kept trying. To he didn't take his scarf off. Yeah, he didn't take his scarf off. Uh, the referee, the referee had to get in his face, yeah. which is quite funny, man. Um, so I, I, he, Itami went over. Uh, yeah. I think they just feel the need to very weird GTS. Uh, G, yeah, GTS that didn't connect. Yeah. I guess it looked good from behind them, but yeah. from where we were sitting, it was quite obvious. We were sitting behind the hard cam. We were sitting on the front of the hard cam, mm. so we we get to see a lot of the backs of the wrestlers. I kind of like uh, there was no hard cam yeah, but, yeah, like, but that's where hard cam is usually positioned. Yeah. So they are kind of just instinctually like facing there facing all the that, time. that direction. Yeah. So um, Chris uh, could tell he's a bit rusty la. A bit. Yeah, like, I mean, he's been but on still, tour, he's been off, but still good. Entertainment. Because, you know, he, he can tell a story, like, and try the whole can. match. Uh, I miss, I miss heel Jericho. I mean, too. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the thing that broke my heart about the, fr- the festival of friendship wasn't that Kevin Owens betrayed Chris Jericho. It was like, oh my god, Chris Jericho now has to be a face. Yeah. And Chris Jericho is an okay face, but he's such a good heel. Such a great heel. Uh, yeah, from his WCW days, yeah. with the, the list of submissions. And, <laughs> the 1001 posts. Yeah, and all the things that he does, like, he's so good at working in the crowd. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but like I think he's at this point where like he can't he can't get the crowd to boo him yeah. anymore. He's too legendary. Yes, yeah. I mean like there were like moments when like he succeeded, <laughs> but then like within like a split second, people started cheering him again. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, cannot, cannot, cannot. Yeah. God damn. Uh, but I have to say something about the Singapore crowd though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we are a really good wrestling crowd. Mm. We, we are a good wrestling crowd because I think of our cross section of interest. Yeah. Because we, it's not just uh, it's not just WWE la. We watch like, NGPW yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, but we know how to chant properly, and uh, I mean like appropriately, you know. Appropriately, yeah. Uh, when to do it, how to do yeah. it, um, and we don't try to disrupt what they're trying to say. Exactly. Like uh, I mean, like me and Hadi are big proponents, big haters of the what chant. Yeah. But like I mean, it's it's appropriate to use it on a heel. Like yeah. uh, when Big Cass came out to address Enzo, which um. They basically read it. Yeah, that was a weird ass with promo. Yeah, uh, guys, people in Singapore have cable, uh, so <laughs> yeah, we, we have watched this. We, we have watched, watched this show. <laughs> so basically, what they did was like they replayed the segment from Raw where Big Cass came out to apologize, yeah. and then uh, word for word, by word for verbatim, yeah. and then uh, Enzo accepted apology, and then Big Cass says, "I I don't care what you think. Yeah. Uh, if you think that way, you know, I got one word to describe you." And they so, did the soft thing. SWFT, which was fun, uh, I mean, Yeah, it was know. fun. And then uh, I think Cass kicked him or clotheslined him again. Uh, kicked him. Kicked him, yeah. In the there was no ramp, la, so he couldn't throw him yeah, down. He couldn't throw him down the ramp. Because yeah. that's what happened on Raw. Yeah. But we were talking about how this can be like 51st dates. I know, I know. <laughs> so, like, immediately I was pitching to Hardy, was like, this should be a 51st dates angle where, like, cause, because he gets kicked in the head, his he brain damage, right? Everything. He forgets. So, every time <laughs> every he gets kicked in the head, it's like the MIB uh, memory, memory neutralizer yeah. thing. And then, like, for the last 24 hours, <laughs> just, just disappeared. Then every episode, like, Cass can keep doing it. 
Yeah, it will be super funny, but like WWE will never do it yeah. because of the concussion lawsuits, you oh, know, yeah. already because yeah, you know, Brain Damage is so sensitive. Yeah, sensitive things. Yeah, we. Uh, I think like the biggest part of the night, and also because we were so energetic, we just arrived, right? Yeah. It was Jericho and Tami, Yeah, for that. Uh, Bodellas and Titus O'Neil. Uh, Titus Brand. That was a quick uh, squash match. match. Squash match. Yeah. Uh, Bodellas still doing his um. Bolif in Bo, give it. Yeah. He didn't carry the Mr. Rush angle over to yeah. House Show's Space. House That's Show. Fine, so it's whatever. It was a, it was a squash match. Titus didn't do his Titus Band stuff too. I mean, yeah. Just yeah. a quick uh, filler match, I guess. It feel, feels like a cool down match. Yeah. Because Which was weird because it was the second match of the night. But I think it's because like, everyone was so hot for the Jericho match. Maybe, needed maybe. to like, take it down a bit. Who came after that? Uh, after Titus Only. Oh, Titus Only uh, won, won in like two won, minutes. Yeah. La. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. Ah, yeah. So we were thinking, Hardy Boys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Hadi's brothers didn't come down. Yeah, uh, sadly, but we did get uh, Seamus and Cesaro, whose entrance doesn't look as awesome if because we see, we can see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, I mean, uh, he's later in Rhino. He's later in Rhino, uh, challenging Cesaro and Seamus. I mean, we knew the titles were going to change hands on yeah, our yeah, show. Yeah. It's it just doesn't work, doesn't that, work way. that way. But it was it's not like NJPW when they did it. Remember? Yes, they yes, did a, they did it. Yeah. But like, I and in NJPW, I noticed that they had cameras, so at least they could have. Yeah, they had no cameras. Yeah, they had no cameras. At all, uh, so he got you know a lot of a uh, uh, huge pop lah. He he, he's got kids. Uh, Rhino, Rhino he got ECW chance before anything happened. Yeah, the, the second he got ECW chance, he was like, oh okay, I know what I'm gonna do. This match. <laughs> he he fucking grabbed a steel chair, steel chair from the crowd. He did a dive. <laughs> he did a dive from the top from the rope. rope. I was like, Rhinos don't dive in the wild. Uh, Even in ECW, Rhino didn't dive. <laughs> so that was a once in a lifetime there, right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as as usual, uh, Heath played the the face in peril. Yeah. Uh, got the crowd hot. Uh, but Cesaro and Sheamus went over, la. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Cesaro, impressive in person. Yeah, man. man Cesaro's physique in person is just insane. He, um, he reminds me of that guy from NXT, the one that Itami attacked. Um, Oni. Oni, yeah. Oni. They kind of, kind of like Oni. Oni like feels like a two o five Cesaro. Oni like, Harrier. Is, is that his name? No, no, I mean he's only Harrier. Oh, only Harrier. More hair, more hair. Right, right. I thought you were talking about Oni. <laughs> no, no, Oni okay. Locken. Oni Locken, yeah. that's the one, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Oni's physique kind of reminds me of a, bit, yeah. a 205 Cesaro, Cesaro Jr. Cesaro Jr. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the tag team championships. Um, predictable, but, but, but good, fun though. But good match. Yeah. No swing or any of the yeah, big, yeah, yeah. big, yeah, but the heels. It's quite like, quick, so right? 10 minute match, I think. 15 minute match. Uh, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, like uh, Rhino Diving got a holy shit chan also. Yep. Which was nice. Uh, the next match was uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. A mini shield reunion, which, mini shield, yeah. which I enjoy, but at the same time makes no sense because I feel like <laughs> we're not at a point but where. But why has Dean forgiven Seth? Uh, no, we, we have seen them in tag team action. We have, we have, we have. Right? It's just that like every time the episode of like, ah, Dean, come on. You, <laughs> you forgot? You, you forgot? forgot? I mean, I know it's been like, like two three, years, huh? Two, two, three years, years yeah. which in, in wrestling years is like 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, there was such a like. Uh, a blood feud can yeah, break up. Feud. Uh, it, it felt weird to see them team <laughs> yeah. up. Uh. And then Seth, you know, cheering him on. But that was a damn good match though. That was a damn good match. Oh yeah, we forgot the... Um, Samojo and The Miz. The Miz, yeah, yeah, awesome came out. Uh, I thought he was going to team with Curtis Axel or something, but yeah, he turned okay, with Samojo. Samojo was very over also. Yeah. People kept chanting Joe, 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 yeah. Joe, Joe. Uh, the Miss uh, and Joe was like not his usual self. He was like smiling and laughing and yeah, like, yeah. He, was, he, was having, he was just having fun. He was having a lot of fun in Singapore. Like. I mean, yeah. it's a show that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's just give us a show. But I loved him though. Uh, the Miss, uh, as per usual, the on the second best heel on the card next to Jericho. Yeah, and he was like, like he was uh, the cowardly heel. The cowardly heel, yeah. and then uh, Seth Rollins was the one who started the chicken chants. Yeah, then, uh, and then the crowd went crazy. KFC. Yeah, they went. No, uh, yeah, so I, I've never heard that before in American crowds. The KFC <laughs> chant that might be ours. That might be ours. I think yeah. that may be ours. 
dollars here. Yes. KFC chance. Uh, yeah. So Seth and Dean went full throttle. Uh, mm, they mm. they went over. Uh, I think uh Dean hit the dirty deeds. He did. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to see uh Seth all this weird new finisher. Um, uh, the, the, the Kingslayer. Kingslayer. It's like basically a knee to the face. It's, yeah. it's a rip off of who's that guy? Was, uh. It's a Okada thing. Right? Yeah, it's an Okada uh, thing. Yeah, only so instead of the the lariat, it's a knee to the face. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, w- I don't dig that, and the less I see, the better lah. Okay lah. But it's okay But like, I feel like of the night, uh, for a face, Seth Rollins was the most over. Mm. Like to to me, if the mm, yeah, mm. I felt like when he came out, people were really excited. Yeah, they were. They were definitely. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't come across because like, Seth Rollins is not the most over the top character. Mm-hmm. But. I guess uh, seeing it in person, like I just got a sense of like, oh, this guy is quite over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose looked like Nabi. As always, like. as always. He's yeah. all those, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Him, Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, and the, the wrestlers in Nabi. I refer, I refer to like uh, Luke Harper as the the rural Dean Ambrose. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Dean already looked rural a bit. Yeah, yeah, but like the, the Dean Ambrose to me is 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 the urban Luke Harper. Ah, okay lah. Because like you see the okay, Chicago okay. guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, leather jacket and shit. Uh, so I think we went for intermission after that uh, mm. short bit. Uh, when we came back, it was a six-woman tag match. Mm. Uh, I think the heels came out first. We didn't get much for Sasha though. We didn't get much for Sasha. Yeah, like the heels came out first. It was a uh, M um, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Uh, I'm not like most girls. I love that team song. Yeah, uh, somebody in front of us was singing it in the middle of the song. In the middle of the match, <laughs> and I, I was like, oh my god. He's not like most girls. Uh, we love our crowd. I, yeah. love, I love the Singapore crowd. <laughs> and, and like a lot of like colloquial jokes. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't translate. Yeah, I wouldn't. So like, there was a referee Caillou for a while. Referee Caillou. I was just so sad they didn't continue with this. Oh, it was just for a while. The the three WWE shows that I went to in like the nineties and the early thousands, a lot of referee Caillou. Caillou shows, yeah. so it, it's a very us thing, la. There was so, a Botak Chan also. Botak Chan, Gallows, Gallows right? Anderson. So I uh, that a bit. Oh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, who haven't seen pictures of Adi, he Botak also, la, But he shaves, la, so it's not totally Botak. <laughs> Uh, so Nia Jax teamed up with Emma and uh, the women's uh, Raw champion uh, Alexa, Bliss, Alexa Bliss to take on. Okay, we had a uh, trouble figuring this out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Sasha Banks came out first. And huge pop, huge, huge pop. pop. Uh, Bailey came out another also similarly. Then we were like, is that another face? No, yeah, the thing. Who is the other Raw woman who's not on tonight? Yeah. So okay, <laughs> like uh, initially Dina din- broke because she might be a face. But then we were like, no, she's in SmackDown now. Is she inspired? No, no, she's not inspired. No, she just wrestled the No, no, she's with Mickey James. Yeah, yeah. So, like, weird if either. So, we thought it was either one, Mickey yeah, James or Yeah, It could be, la, but, like, it wouldn't have the pop. Yeah. And so for them to come out last. Last. Yeah, right? Like, so, okay. This is weird. Then Asuka came out. Yeah, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, major, major, man. Yeah. This match was, um, I mean, not like a technical masterpiece, but it was yeah, fun, lah. They were doing, like, a lot of butt spots. Yeah, yeah, Asuka was just. Butting everyone in the face. Everyone was like, uh, and they're rubbing the butt thing. Everyone a bit was of a rikishi. A, a rikishi kind of homage. Yeah, but uh, I, I like my takeaway was that like Banks and Bliss got star reactions. Mm-hmm. Asuka was uh, more over than I thought she was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, like I mean, at various points, people chanted NXT, showing mm-hmm. that like our crowd knows. Uh, our crowd, okay, basically Singapore crowd, we all are fucking smarks, okay? Yeah, a lot of us. <laughs> uh, except for the children who cried when yeah, the children Roman cried. Oh my god! Was, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll about, talk that about that. We'll talk about that Uh The second to last match, I guess, the co-main event or maybe the cooldown match, whatever, uh, is Carl Anderson accompanied by Luke Gallows mm. uh, taking on Finn. Mm. And uh, getting to the Finn Balor entrance in person. Ah, finally. Majestic. Majestic. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You did the whole thing. Yeah, I did the whole thing. You were recording. Like, so I, was, I was recording. <laughs> no, I was. I was this one hand. My, my one hand. But then when I look back at the video, like my video was shaky because I kept doing it. <laughs> so I couldn't use the video. Sorry, guys. Couldn't resist. Uh. Yeah. Couldn't resist. It was so right. good. Uh, and uh, the match started with Bullet Club chants. Yes, we got Bullet Club chant out of Singapore. Yeah. And uh, I think they stopped the match for a while. Like, 
it felt to me like Finn, uh, like like David and uh, the club, like were shocked that uh, the Singaporean audience knew who Bullet Club were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they stopped. They looked a bit, and then like Finn turned around. Yeah, and then um, Anderson, right? Yeah, he was gonna do a two seat. Yeah, and it turned out to be a kick in it. Uh, what a good tease! Yeah, what, what a, a good, good tease. tease! So, uh, yeah, uh, but it's kind of weird. I was telling Adi, it's like, can you imagine, like, you know, two guys start fighting on the street, but they have the same gang sign. Yeah, they're the it's same like, gang wait, sign. Are we from the same gang? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Finn Balor, when when Finn Balor two seats get a cheer, when the club two seats got no cheer. Very weird. Very weird, la, But whatever, la, uh It's I just I just like seeing them work, and they obviously yeah. have good chemistry because we're yeah, history yeah. together. Uh, so Finn Bella went over with a yeah, uh, with a missile rocket and then coup de gras. Yeah, coup de gras. But fun match. Uh, I like the match yeah. um, a lot, but except for like one thing lah. Uh, this was the one one time where I got pissed off the crowd because there was a random CM Punk chant. Ah, but we stopped it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, CM Punk chants are the worst. Uh. Yeah, that one really got no relevance at all. Um, the for this C- crowd the, the CM Punk chance For this show I mean The relevance of it Is to show displeasure Or boredom yeah. with what's But there happening. was no displeasure There was awesome stuff Going on Exactly So it's like Why are you chanting CM Punk That's very disrespectful yeah. To I mean two people Who are clearly over Yeah But the good thing is It was shut down really fast Because the rest of The people around Were like Fuck off <laughs> They were like Fuck the, off The second there was A minute uh, CM Punk chant Maybe like a small section Of the crowd Everybody else started booing Yeah booing them all, like, You know Shut fuck up That kind yeah. of thing Good on you then That's why I like the Yeah the crowd. CM Punk crowd Is awesome man. Yeah uh, main event was uh, Bray Wyatt came out. Yeah. Amazing entrance. Are we really at Bray Wyatt? Yeah, we already at Bray Wyatt. Oh, that's fast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to see the Bray Wyatt entrance in the Fireflies. Fireflies, yeah. That was awesome in person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, um, the thing with the Bray Wyatt entrance is, right, like, when you video it, and I realise this when I video it, and also when I listen to it on my laptop, Yeah. because, like, his theme song is very reliant on sub-bass, yeah. and laptops and, like, phones can't capture the sub-bass, so you, can, you can't hear anything. It's yeah, just, like, yeah. mm, until the song comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's, uh, it's just weird, like, when you... If you watch the video on Hard Hits right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's basically at the first 20 seconds, it's like utter silence yeah. because it's the, the sub bass cannot. Mm. But you know, you see the fireflies, everybody's doing it. Uh, and uh, they extended the, it was the full song instead of just half the song. So you get the, the second part of the song, which I think one of the dopest parts. Yeah, so. yeah, when the, when the guitar break down. Yeah. Uh, I think he took a, a long time kind of just like playing the just crowd. Playing the crowd yeah. uh, and then he spun around in the, with his lantern and all. Uh, it was fantastic. So. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like the thing I've always wanted to experience, uh, the Roman, Roman Reigns crowd reaction yeah. live. And man, this, this confirmed that Roman Reigns is the main eventer. La. Yeah, he is. I mean, this hit him or love him, la, but... The, the the thing is right You either hate him or love him Nobody has a middle opinion yeah, On Roman right. Reigns yeah. Like I know a lot of people Hate Roman Reigns I know a lot of people Love Roman Reigns But you want to see him In the main event Yeah So if people want to see him And he elicits that reaction He's a main eventer yeah. um, He usually elicits A 50-50 crowd reaction But this felt more like 60-40-70-30 More I mean like Like we say It's a smart crowd right Yeah. So a lot of people Were anti-Roman Reigns Except for the children That we saw in front yeah, of us Yeah so cute there were kids who cried yeah. because Romero's being jerk. I was getting booed so badly. Yeah, and then their fathers had to stand up for them. Yeah, they had to stand up for yeah, them. I mean, like, quite asshole, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the kids, guys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, let's go Roman, Roman yeah. sucks. So, Hidze was going uh, Roman sucks, so I decided that I would go, let's go Roman. I mean, why not? Like, we, yeah. it's, it's just a chant. Like. I don't actually yeah. mean Roman sucks. Like, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just want to pass this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a point in time, uh, we, we were discussing this post-events that, like, the Roman sucks or boo or like you know ro- you can't wrestle that was a genuine reaction mm. like they really thought that but now it just becomes part of the show yeah like 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 Kurt Angles you suck like, you know. it just yeah. oh you're expected to do that now yeah there was a few guys that were chanting you can't wrestle and then there was this one solo guy who was just chanting uh, yes he can like oh, after his voice was hoarse and like 
my my spirit animal. Yeah, mad respect you there. So the the fun chants that happened were some of them weren't even Roman related. Some of them were like we once Roman. Yeah, we once Roman. <laughs> yeah, the crowd chanted we once Roman. Yeah, yeah. And then the ref went to Bray, and then you could you should just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bray had to grab a mic to do a mini promo to mm. kind of get a cut back on him. Yeah. Uh, then Roman's also, Roman Reigns Roman also did, yeah. uh, did a mini promo. His mic didn't work for a while. Yeah, the show was quite funny. La. And then the, the crowd got on him again for it. Yeah. But uh, he, he worked the crowd really well. La. He does. Uh, yeah. And as soon as the match ended, everybody cheered for Roman. Yeah. As, as Regardless. Well. Yeah. So I mean, like initially it could be 60-40, but by the end of the night, like Cena is, you're yeah. always 100%. Yeah. Because, because you know they put on a good show. Yeah. Because like I think at the end of the match, at the end of the match, the last match of the night, they sort of realised, okay, the, the show is over now, let's address them as the professionals that they are. Like, thank yeah. you, you know. And Roman Reigns gave us a good show. Yeah, he he, I, he still, to me, delivers some of the best uppercuts, you know. It really it really connects. Uh, there was a... I think he shot Bray with a, a punch, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. That, was, that looked painful, man. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, me and Hardy were talking about how we've seen NGPW shows a couple of times and how much stiffer they work. Mm. And WWE... like well, A lot less stiff, though. I would say like 90% of the stuff I mean it's clear that they didn't yeah. land la, which I mean of course la, yeah I mean we caught a few botches here and there yeah, yeah Alexa Bliss botchamania <laughs> but I mean I still love Alexa yeah she's awesome um, yeah but we were saying that like uh, it, it doesn't feel as realistic as an NJPW match yeah but of course I mean they do try to 20 shows a year you gotta yeah. be safe safe yeah so I mean I don't blame them so much but that Roman Reigns match was super yep. physical man yep I think Bray Wyatt and Bray Roman Reigns Bray and Roman really carried it yeah, uh, good chemistry. We see them. I mean, this is like the one thousand time we've seen them fight, lah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes, like when Raw has nothing to do, they just put yeah, them together for no yeah. reason. No, now Bray is having a weird conflict with Seth over nothing. Literally, over nothing. Literally over nothing. He's like Seth. You're on the video game cover. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. That and, then, sucks. and then Seth is like, no, that, no. that's awesome. And you are a false prophet. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That yeah. really all the conflict. And then about. yeah, and then for some reason, Bray Wyatt is like, no, you should be on the video game cover. Bray Wyatt, like Bray's like preaching some anti-consumerism thing. Ah, oh, that's the thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, but you work for a multi-billion-dollar company. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna so say. Bray Wyatt, Bray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you start to bring that kind of logic into it, right? Like, why would let's say a demon from hell like Kane rise up, rise up from the never world, yeah. and then I'll uh, find a job with the WWE. Became corporate Kane. Yeah, you know, uh, got to pay an entrance. Got to pay the bills, bro. Got to pay the bills. Got to pay entrance song. Yeah. Got to follow the rules, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So don't, don't, don't bring that kind of logic into it, Bray. Yeah. It, it, it just, it just, it's just very flimsy. Eh? Yeah. Super flimsy. That's funny though. Yeah, so... Brrr, rewind back 24 hours yeah. to when these so, same people were at Raw yeah. at Los Angeles. Which is uh, one of the hottest crowds I've... I, they, it feels like they always make an extra effort to put on a good show in LA. In LA, yeah. Do, 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 you, do you feel the same way? Uh, yeah, I mean the crowd's hot. Yeah. The crowd reacted correctly most of the time. Correct. 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think maybe we won't like go through like every match on the we just talk a bit the maybe like the major events la. yeah I mean uh, Samoa Joe coming out to choke the shit out of Brock so okay yeah first thing with uh, Paul Heyman great yeah. promo I always love Paul Heyman yeah and then Samoa Joe that, that weird thing where he came behind Paul Paul Heyman and uh, what, you expect a coconut clutch but then he just like started caressing his head yeah. and this was a backstage promo with Jojo I think or, he, or someone one of them yeah Dasha or something mm. So then, like, uh, the, and the look of fear on Paul Heyman's face is brilliant, just... Brilliant, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, right. I, I was scared for him, you know? Yep. So, and, and Samojo was just so creepy. Creepy serial killer. Oh, it was so awesome. Yeah, bully vibe. Yeah, I love it. 
Uh, and then, you know, uh, Heeman got pissed off, went to the car park, waited for his client, you know, was on the phone the whole time, client finally arrived. Then he, he had this anxiety, you know, waiting for him. And yeah, like, so oh my god, where's when, Brock? Where's, where's Brock? my saviour gonna come? So Brock came, and not only wasn't he saved, he was the victim, you know? Yeah. And Brock's face when he got choked. Yeah, uh, a lot of people give Enzo Mori for being able to cry on command, but uh, Brock apparently can turn purple on command. <laughs> and that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, you could see the choke, it wasn't, like, super tight. Yeah. But, like, I think Brock is just so pale that any rush of blood to the head, yeah. like, makes him look like he's gonna die. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy that Brock really tried to, I mean, he did his, he really sold that Kokina clutch. He did, he did. Yeah. Like, uh, he tried to, um, like, you know, push uh, into the Mojo into the, the into big the, balls of fire, yeah, symbol, yeah, yeah, into the giant penis behind him. Yeah. Uh, and, like, he looked strong, as in, like, a big monster physical specimen, but mm. just couldn't fight out of a technical uh, submission hole, which, now, a coconut clutch yeah. is a really naked choke for the people who don't watch MMA, yep. or, or train uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's just a really naked choke, and no matter how strong you are, if it's properly applied, you cannot... You, you die, can. uh. You die, uh. Yeah. Actually, technically, yeah, you can, uh. That's why the, the refs are there to save you. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a brilliant, uh... uh it made Samojo again look fucking strong. Indeed. Right? Indeed, yeah. And now we're like, okay, you know what, Samojo? Now you are a legit competitor against Brock Lesnar. Um, when Samoa Joe won at Money in the... Not Money in Bank, I'm sorry. Uh, what was the pay-per-view? The one with four great balls of fire? Payback. Payback, was it? Uh, yeah. Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules, yeah. The, the, the Fatal Five Way. People were like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I guess, why not Why not, Joe? Why not, la? Why it's, not Joe? it's gone from why not to I want to see this. Yeah. Because uh, the, the promo that he cut on Raw Talk afterwards made him mm. seem legit. And then the next night, uh, he came out and he coquina touched uh, Paul Heyman. Again, yep. made him look fucking scary and yep. creepy. Uh, and then when Lesnar came the next week, he hit butted him in the neck, you know, got yeah. into that massive brawl, the super kick and everything. Brilliant. That's brilliant. They, so, they're booking this really well. This is, I think, the most well booked main event that I've seen Raw do mm. in a while. I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that even comes close yeah. to this. Because they made they made the part timer look good. Uh, I mean, Brock Lesnar, you know, is a is part timer, yeah. Part timer, but also you know, he's a main star attraction. Correct, correct. So okay, like um, they booked uh Brock Lesnar versus uh Goldberg prior to this. This was uh Brock Lesnar's previous feud. Mm. Uh, which okay lah, I guess they built up built it up okay because Goldberg was built up as like the Superman, Superman superhero who, who had uh Lesnar's number. Yeah. You know, uh, pin him twice very easily. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, also we knew that because uh, Goldberg, Goldberg can't work a half an hour match. Yeah, and and he maybe had like three to four month contract, yeah. and like we knew like oh eventually Brock's gonna go over. Like, and before that, I mean he feuded with Kevin Owens for a while, yeah. which was you know you know you know Kevin Owens is not going over Brock Lesnar or so whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, uh Miss also uh threw a little shade at uh Brock Lesnar <laughs> uh in the interview because uh somebody asked him about um. You know, you've elevated the Intercontinental title, which he has, like, he's made yeah, it prestigious. Yeah. Like. It's like, um, you feel like it's the number one title, uh, the, the top male, male title on Raw right now. Like. And he says, yeah, definitely, yeah, because yeah. Uh, our champion is not around. Yeah. Ha ha, and he started laughing. Like, he, but then, like, the PR guy was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then he said, like, uh, I um, miss it that he hopes that Joe is going to win at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. So then at least we get the <clears throat> universal title back every week. Yeah, but I doubt so though. I doubt it, la. Yeah. I doubt it. Because um, really, right now, it's making the Universal title look mysterious. Very relevant, right? Yeah. Because they, it has a very MMA or boxing 
yeah. uh, kind of feel to it where the titles only defended every three to four months mm. and it makes the title feel special. Yeah. And one of my biggest pet peeves was like, okay, I would like to see the champion every week, but mm. I don't want the title to be defended every week. Mm. Like, sometimes back then you would see the the world title like just on a throwaway match on Raw mm. or like a fucking like Smackdown. I mean, this is not the John Cena open challenge, you know? Yeah, yeah. And even then it was the secondary belt, right? US, the US title, right? Exactly, exactly. So, um... Yeah, I, I like the way the belt was being presented as a, a special attraction now, yeah. as it should be. Mm. As it Especially should. for a new belt with not much history. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think maybe the third biggest thing that happened was uh, Enzo coming down in an in exact replay of what we saw. Yeah. Uh, so he gets, he uh, Cass really put on a performance, a really good yeah. apologetic thing. Mm, I wish I kind of bought into for a bit, but, but I was really disappointed. I was like, oh. Uh, we know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> there, there, there were like two two possible two possibilities uh, to this. Uh. Number one is that um, WWE is being very reactionary. It's like, oh shit, we broke up our most popular tech team. Yeah. Let's run it back. Which uh, I, I wouldn't put it past the WWE to do. Because uh, yeah. they, they have done stupid shit like yeah. that before. And the second one was like, oh, if it's a turn, then it's so obvious, right? Because like, Enzo would be so stupid if he doesn't see this yeah. coming. And but Enzo is, uh, twice in a row, <laughs> in four hours, uh, to, to fight with that guy to sing yeah. also. But still, Cass was brilliant. Cass was good, Cass was yeah. good, yeah. Uh, he said, I'm sorry, he said that like, uh, we're family, you know? Yeah. Like, we bicker once in a while, but in the end, we still make up. Uh. Yeah. Uh, what a betrayal. They had a hug, and then... Um, he did a soft thing. Oh, as AWFD, soft. Uh, they, they went back up to the ramp, uh, Enzo is the little dance. Yeah. Uh, and Cass, I think, like, lariat him? Lariated him, uh, threw him down. Uh, Rams. Basically picked him up, like, deadlifted him, like, three weights, like, an actual, like, Hogan Andre slam, you know, yeah, over yeah, the top yeah. of your head kind of slam. It was brilliant. Threw him down the ramp and it looked fucking painful, man. Enzo, brilliant selling it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, even, like, Enzo, uh, Enzo can take big bumps, but every time yeah. I'm scared because I He's still... Small. He's small. and I still have the image of him getting the concussion at the pay-per-view. Oh, right? yeah, the one with, uh... Wait, who was it that gave it? I think the Bob Villains. Bob Villains, yeah. There was uh, Simon Gotch's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a Gotch botch. It's a Gotch botch. Yeah, so he, he threw him with full force near the ropes mm. and like, uh, that's a thing that you shouldn't do. La. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean last year I was uh, listening to Steve Austin's podcast and I think Austin spent like 25 minutes just, just renting on that. Just right? renting about yeah. Simon Gotch. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, like, yeah, accident yeah. happened, uh, you know. You also not the safest worker in the world. Yeah, but I mean like maybe Austin also like after his neck broken. Yeah. yeah, so maybe he's like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't do this to other people. Yeah. So yeah, there so you go. There are, we the main events though. For Raw? For Raw, yeah. Wait, we haven't talked about the Miss and the Vamble. Oh, right, yeah. So, sorry, I forgot because we addressed it on, uh, on the interview. Miss interview, but the, the Lavar Ball segment is. Okay, I've talked enough about Lavar Ball with uh, the Miss. What do, what, what do you think of the Lavar Train se- wreck! Train wreck! I love it! Yeah. It was the best segment of the night. I mean, apart from the Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. Train wreck! But, uh, but it's, it was meant to be a train wreck, you know, like the guy going off script. Lavar Ball was totally off script. If if any one of you like don't follow basketball, Lavar Lavar Ball is a notoriously, shall we say, crazy individual. Uh. He's mm. frequently off script. Mm. He's uh, frequently insane. He mm. he says the craziest things. Uh. Yep. That's what he's famous for, and his kids uh, profit because of that. Yeah, I mean his uh, his oldest and now is playing for the Lakers, right? Yeah. So they wanted to do this whole thing where you know they introduce his oldest son. Mm-hmm. Uh, now now in the Lakers and the show is in Staples Center, yeah. but the crowd were booing him. Yeah. Which is weird, but okay lah. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, yeah, and uh, oh my god, his, his son said the n-word, the small boy. His his son is like, uh, beat that n-word ass. Yeah. You know? and, then, <laughs> like, and then like, WWE didn't, didn't catch it and put it on their Twitter. Yeah. And then they had to take it down like half an hour later. Yeah. 
Oh god, it was so funny. I think Hogan will be like, he could say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, but he's black. Uh. I know. Uh, but, but I you know, because Hogan is old. And I know, I know. But I, I think Hogan got a, got the idea when Booker T called him the N word. Yeah, yeah, which is quite funny also. Uh. It is, it is. So, uh, what I the word on the street is uh, that Lavar Ball and his family, the big ball brand, mm-hmm. uh, Triple B, which yeah. is model, uh, which Titus brand is model it's after them actually. Yeah. So they were supposed to stay uh, for the six man tag, you know. Oh wow! They're supposed to be ringside. Oh wow! Uh, but then this man freaked out and just uh, pulled them off. Oh, okay, because they went off script. I mean, like he just couldn't have them around the camera for fear that they might say the N word again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do something. Or do something too. I mean, just like the second Lavar Ball took off his shirt, I just couldn't stop. Yeah, laughing. I could stop. <laughs> yeah, that weird slide. Weird slide. And slide. The, the way he ran to the ramp, like uh, like, <laughs> what was that? I don't know, like an autistic T Rex. Okay lah, yeah lah, yeah. that's the best description we can come up with now. I don't know, but... It was so weird. It was great, it was great. It was great, yeah, don't yeah. get us wrong, we loved that segment, it was such a train wreck, it was brilliant. Uh, it wasn't pro wrestling, but I was sports entertained. Yes, I was entertained, and this, that's this, what This, this one, is right? the definition of sports entertainment. Yeah. There have been some, like, celebrity angles that have just not worked, mm. and, and what I mean by not work is that they're boring. Yep. But this drew a reaction. Yep. And uh like the miss it, like Sports Center and all the all the sports publications in America just can't stop talking about it and yep. it gets them a lot of traction. Yep. It gets the miss a lot of traction as yep. well. Because I mean and the miss was pro man. He handled he handled it amazing. He's the best guy to put in front of the bubble. La. No yeah. one else can uh, had control that situation. Correct. Like I think maybe like two guys, maybe Cena could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe Jericho could do it, mm-hmm. but like no one else, you know. Cena could definitely control this. Because the whole the whole idea I think was to actually review that Dean Ambrose was the face of the the, the big baller. Big baller brand because he came out with shit and everything. Yeah, but then it was like. But uh, the, but Dean Ambrose did come out. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but then like Lava Ball kept cutting him off. Yeah. And then he was doing like kung fu moves. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Like Dean couldn't get a word in. Like mm-hmm. he just looked damn stupid standing there. Yeah. The Miz looked damn stupid just standing there also. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh boy. Okay, one thing I did kind of hate about this uh, Raw was um, Goldust versus Arthur. Oh man, that, which, that was uh, a wasted opportunity. We discussed it on last week's episode that I feel like Goldust and Arthur shouldn't even get physical until until, until a great balls until a pay per view. I mean, I, if they really fought here and the feud ended there, I okay lah, wouldn't mind. It would still be a, a good payoff. Yeah, but then but not like a, two weeks before the pay off. It was a half up payoff, like yeah, right. It was. I think they're introducing Goldust's new gimmick of like a cameraman following him around which yeah. is kind of weird Director ma But isn't Goldust the director? No, he's director slash actor Oh, yeah. he's starring in his own He's thing. starring in his own film Right, right, yeah Because like, okay. he's giving direction to the cameraman ma Yeah, so that's his new thing uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't like the segment I thought they should have held off on it Yeah, they should have held off at least one more week Yeah, yeah. and then do it like maybe the week for the people What are you going to do next week? Just yeah. another promo? Another promo Oh, I've got Hobbit, they have an actual match Don't Yeah Don't Yeah Yeah uh, Arthur just looks stupid as usual. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I like the how serious he was when he came out. Yeah, he didn't say a single word. He didn't. He didn't do his uh, like the what, the what up what stuff. up yeah, 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 yeah which is like you know it's a gimmick from the nineties yeah. from an old commercial in the nineties. So I, I mean, it come too. on, Arthur. Uh <laughs> So okay lah. Like I I like that. It was a nice character moment yeah, where nice character he moment. he disregarded the usual theatrics and just uh, showed just, how serious he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went in, got his ass beat before the the bell even rang. Mm-hmm. Uh, shenanigans first, lah. Shenanigans, lah. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's that's all the notable things except for the main event, which mm. is quite notable for mm. two reasons. Mm. Number one, they were given a long time to work. It was it was forty minutes. Mm, forty. Oh yeah, forty minutes. Yeah. And uh, number two, uh, this whole week, this whole fucking week, right? Mm. Uh, Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT were all headlined by women's matches. Yeah. And all, well, 
all three were good to varying extents. Mm-hmm. Asuka versus Nikki Cross being the best. In but, NXT, yeah. yeah. The, but it's just, you know... It was a 60-minute, uh, right? Six, uh, no, last woman standing match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60-minute yeah. match on a 45-minute show. A bit harder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> bad. Sometimes we do shit. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this was a six-woman gauntlet match and... Um, the story of the match was putting over Nyjax as strong. Yeah. Nyjax, I forgot whether she was number one or two, but she was one of the first two competitors. Yeah. Uh, Bailey. And she just tossed the shit out of everybody. Yeah, so she basically ran through Bailey, ran through Dana Brooke, ran through Mickey James, ran through. Am I missing someone? Is, uh, is that all? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Oops. Oops, yeah, but like. Um, it but all, then it was Sasha and her. Sasha came out last. Yeah. Uh, and Sasha also had trouble. Because uh, Nia Jax was still fresh, considering that she was just squashing everyone. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm a bit sad that Billy right now is just a jobber. La. It's okay, she'll come back. Yeah, she'll come back. La. But anyway, um, so it told the story of Nia Jax being very, very dominant, but just being webbed by... Like the, f- four other competitors. Yeah, the, um, her stamina was stepped. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a very grueling, a very yeah. grueling match. She had gone through four other people already. Yeah. So when Sasha Banks came around, maybe Sasha Banks is not... As uh, wouldn't, wouldn't beat her on a one-on-one match, although Sasha Banks has. Yep. But like it felt like Nia Jax was dominating mm-hmm. Sasha Banks all the way until she ran out of gas. Yeah. She she blew out and then Sasha Jan- Sasha Banks uh, capitalized on yep. it. Well, good what, story. Yeah, good story. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Did it you did story. you agree with Sasha Banks winning or did you win Nia Jax? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I thought Sasha should win this. I mean, <clears throat> her her she's still no doubt one of the biggest women stars mm-hmm. they have. Yeah. And she was being used quite badly for the past few weeks actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was good for 205 Live to get that kind of star power. Yeah. But, I mean, now that that's done, mm-hmm. you know, she coming here and doing this and getting back into the spotlight, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, w- I would disagree slightly and, and, and in the sense that, like, you said you're being used badly. No, I, okay, I, I, that was wrong. I would not I, use I thought badly, it was an entertaining angle. Entertaining but angle, But it didn't yeah. fully utilize the talent. It, correct, yeah. Like, she should be a star. She is a star. Mm. I mean, she. That's, I, that's why they put her in 205 Live, but to... Make it the most exciting show on television right exactly now. Exactly and, and that's a tagline, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Sasha Banks is, is now the number one contender for Alexa Bliss. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where what, do you see this going, though? Where do I see this going? Mm. Okay. What I see this going is, uh, this is a real life feud that they're turning into an on-screen feud. Ah. Okay. Because um, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks, according to the dirt sheets, have a lot of heat between them. And uh, it stemmed back for many, many years uh, to NXT. Okay. When uh, Alexa Bliss was a rookie, apparently in her first year, um, Sasha Banks broke her nose like three different times. What? Different, yeah, yeah. So she, um, she, they kind of work very stiff with, with each other. Okay. And uh, they've said in like separate podcast interviews that like they don't hang out or they, they like in nicer terms uh, like they don't in more political they're not terms uh, huh? they're not fans of each other yeah, I mean yeah. they are fans of each other but they're not friends, friends. it's not like how Naya and Alexa are best friends right? correct correct yeah but uh, both of them freely admit and which is what I like la, which this this kind of is very reminiscent of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart which is a real life yeah, feud, real life feud that coming got turned into, into, into the ring and um Man Hardy and Edge, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly, with the, with the Lita thing. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll be reviewing Glow in the, in the next episode, in the next episode uh, which episode. Uh, addresses a lot of that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this dynamic uh, gets me excited as a smart. Mm. And on a smart level and on a mark level, because mm. I think that they have very good chemistry together. Yeah. We'll buy into the story. Yeah, and on a smart level, because I know they have legit heat that, yeah. they, that they can translate. Yeah. And I know that they're both now, at this point, they're safe workers. Yeah. So they're, they're not going to go out there to intentionally hurt people. Mm. Why would you do that? they got nothing to prove, like... 
it wasn't like how Charlotte and Sasha had something to prove during the Hell in Cell match, right? Correct, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, they're, it wasn't, they're not doing anything first <laughs> anymore. They're, they're, so, it'll be a good match. And, and Alexa being the victim of a few botches from Sasha Banks back in the past, mm. and for Alexa to recently say that like she feels that she has the best chemistry with Sasha Banks, that's why she has to work with her, although they may not like you know, each other, be like super friendly, but yeah. they're professional. Like. Yeah, yeah. And this, this is a in the end, it's a job, you know. Yeah. And why would you go out and hurt someone who's gonna make you money? You know? Yeah. Because like they, this, this feud to me feels like money maker, and I feel like they have good chemistry. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I anyway, I also feel that uh, all three events had yeah. moment matches at the end. Yeah. Was also because of the criticism they got after the yes. money in the bank. This feels match. like a, I mean, no pun intended, like a backlash, yeah. uh, a, a response to the backlash, yeah. the online backlash, because the heat. As we predicted, did go to creative. Yep. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't transferred to Carmella. Although Carmella did her dunders, and she's yeah. fucking good on the mic, man. I mean, but this week really everything Carmella yeah. now is legit heel. Yeah, but the only surprise that they should have just done this in the first place. The first place, yeah. But it's okay. They 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 rewound. They yeah. they back to the future. The shit and yeah. like basically redid everything. Uh, and the three people used with uh, three people three uh, three main uh, events. All three brands, which are the major brands. I mean, Tofala doesn't count because they don't have female characters. <coughs> yeah. But NXT, SmackDown Live, and Raw to be headlined by such three massive matches. And yeah. these are not like one on. This is not like you know just a throwaway match and like a six woman tag. Yeah, it was a one uh, number one contender match. It was a money in the bank match, which is special. Money yeah. in the bank, which which you know S- super special. They gave away for free. Uh, that is normally a pay per view and, uh, and uh, a last man, last a last woman standing match. Championship match. Championship match. Uh, all three matches were good to great lah, to very yeah. extent. And to me, this kind of falls in the middle. The Asuka Nikki Cross was for me number one. Number one, yeah. Uh, number two was the Gauntlet match with Sasha Banks one, and number three was, was the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm I'm happy for this. I think Nia Jax. I don't know what she's gonna do next, but she looks dominant. Um, I mean, I hope she helps uh, Bailey uh, re- rejuvenate her career a bit lah. Mm-hmm. So maybe she'll be put into a feud with Bailey. Ah, I see, I to see. To help them out. What, what I want to see is for Bailey to make a heel turn. Ooh, that would be It's not cool. like, I mean, I... Go with me here. I know I know this is a bit of a stretch, though. But just like, go go with me. Because I feel like uh, over her three, three years plus at NXT, plus the two years plus uh, on the main roster, I think her face... getting old. Her face run has gotten a bit old. And... A it hasn't heel- translated well into the main event. Uh. Yeah, and her, I think like <coughs> main a, roster, I mean. a Hilton could uh, rejuvenate her career, mm. and and they could find an interesting angle. Uh, like you know, there are, there are some people who believe that they're faces, and because of that, they're heels. You know, just like the oblivious heels, uh, mm-hmm. which Bailey could play after doing a dastardly thing, and yeah. just assumes that people are gonna forgive her because she's adorable. Yeah, and then she can come up with like I don't know, like cute insults, like go hug yourself or something. Yeah. but you know that it's you you know WWE it's very hard for them to pull a trigger like this. Because yeah. of the fact that Bailey sells a lot of merch for kids, for kids, for kids yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's uh, one of the reasons why John Cena never turned. Yeah, his merch sales for for children were were insane. Or the fact that it took like twenty five years for Hulk Hogan to to become you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then by that point, like Hulk Hogan was already done. So like no kids identified with him already. Yeah. La, yeah. I, all the, the, kids, the kids are old. Already. All the kids that identified with him were like. Now 13 to 17 at that point, so yeah. they wanted to see like the AG Hogan. Yeah, they yeah. Were so maybe we'll see Bailey in another 10 years. <laughs> oh my god. No, we haven't seen Cena yet, so let's yeah. not keep our hopes up there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, let's transition to SmackDown Live. Live, which I really enjoyed actually. Yep. Because I, I feel like to me, Raw is like the serious drama, like you know, the hour long drama, mm-hmm. and like SmackDown Live is the 30 minute comedy. Yeah, it was fun though. It was a fun, it was fun. fun show. Uh, I feel like Daniel Bryan at 
so much to the show. Yeah, I missed him when he wasn't around. Dan O'Brien, like, is this, like, this breath of fresh air, like, the power of positivity yeah. not to steal the New Day's gimmick, like, but yeah. Dan O'Brien is the power of positivity. Yep. And he Coming brings, up to the yes chant and all that. I, I don't know, I just feel happier when yeah. he's there. When he's in charge. Even when he's not on screen, he just, like, elevates the whole yeah. the whole program. I agree. I mean, he, he came out and then Carmella came out and cut a hot fire promo. Again. Carmella is so underrated on the mic. Yep. And, but not anymore. I think she's... Yeah. she's I mean, be, this is the second week that she's she yeah. cut such a great promo. Fucking fantastic, man. Yeah. Uh, Throwing the, out the Elsof. Yes. When yes. The, like he said... Uh, I love I loved when he, he said uh, that I'm not throwing out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> throwing out of the arena. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as with every WWE program, uh, Elsof found his way back into the arena. <laughs> Because uh, WWE security sucks. Yeah, which is if you could, and and that was so nice because Daniel Bryan brought that up. Brought it up. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was like, "Our skill is comically bad. It, it really should we? We are a multi-billion-dollar company. Can we hire like, like a better security? Yeah, team. like you know, maybe like real security guards. You know, or like you know, tell the fans if you if you see something, say yeah, something. Say something. <laughs> it was so funny. I love you, Bryan. Yeah, I love all these things. Yeah, so that that happened. Um, yeah. Uh, so that that obviously led up to the. Money in the Bank 1.5 Women's Match 1.5 yeah. yeah Basically it's, They just want to Make us forget That the first one The ever first one ever happened So this is a redone match yeah. And Okay See this is my problem With yes. this match Go ahead Great finish Great The finish, finish that they should have had In the beginning In the beginning yeah But the problem was The match wasn't as good As the Money in the Bank match I mean they had good spots Yeah But, but it wasn't as good No no Can you imagine this finish With that with the, the previous match Well yeah. I mean, perfect Yeah Oh my god But you can't Sometimes you can't You know Lightning doesn't strike twice Blah 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 No I know I know But it, it just It just Okay like Certain Character choices That some of the wrestlers made Like made no sense to me mm. Like There can be like Five ladders lying in the ring But yeah. they They choose to suplex you On the one area That has no ladders yeah. Or the fact that like Natalia can throw Charlotte out off yeah, yeah, and then she the chased chase, chase after Charlotte Chased after her And then it's like go, Dude go back to the ring It's, it's a ladder match Damn it <laughs> But okay lah, so some some kind of interesting spots that they yeah. did, and it was a it was a free show, so I guess they didn't want to you know exhaust everything, you know, blow their load. Blow their load yeah. Yeah. They they've already done all the big spots yeah. la. I mean, uh, I thought uh, Becky looked good in this match. Becky always looks good. Yeah. Uh, when also uh, did the big bump uh, yeah. from the top of the ladder onto yeah. the ropes, oh, yeah. that look that looks amazing. But also always looks unsafe all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember the story of him like uh, taking the style splash. Yeah, I remember from, that. And, uh, he, he, and he tucked his head in. Uh, yes, yeah. which way I broke his neck. Yeah. Uh, and AJ had to adjust in mid air. In mid air. See AJ. AJ Styles still the best wrestler in the world. Best wrestler in the world, man. Because like any anybody else would have killed Jimmy <laughs> yeah. also there except for AJ Styles. So yeah, um, so yeah, that match was okay. It was I think like um, Sami Zayn and uh, Baron Baron Corbin. Okay, this is interesting because this is a pivot match for them. Mm. This is the blow-off match and also a pivot match because mm. now Baron Corbin is going to go after Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Yep. Now that yep. the feud with... Uh, no. um, he he pin Semi-Zain. But yeah, that's, that's not important. Yeah. But what was what, what what to me was really funny was Maria Canales and Mike Canales coming out. They yeah. did the whole thing. And Semi-Zain interrupted them. Interrupted them, but like not on purpose. Yeah, what's up? It was my match. It was, it was a legit accident. And yeah. like, him actually running through them and he stopped and he turned around and was like, Oh my god, I'm sorry guys. I, I, I have a match right now. Like super earnest, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, this, I think, kind of alludes to them feuding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? So, like, Sami Zayn is going to pivot to Mike Canales or Mike Bennett. I, but the, the only issue I have with this is that I don't want either of them to lose. Mike Bennett? Because it's, the first, it's their first feud. Like, no, you don't want either or to lose. Mike Bennett is going to win. Yeah, la, but you yeah. don't really want Sami Zayn to lose again. Um, but then, you know. My, my only thing about that is that Sami Zayn doesn't need to win. 
Nah, it's true. like he will be over regardless. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, point of fact that like the fact that he loses merely enhances his under, underdog Un- underdog image, underdog. which is like his whole thing lah. Yeah. Like he you should he should be the guy that shouldn't win. Yeah. And then like when he does, you cheer like He's the the new Daniel Bryan lah. In a way, yeah. Yeah, so like for for faces like that, I don't mind so much when they dropped out lah. Okay. But I mean, I'm looking forward to that feud though. Mike yeah. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Mike Mike yeah, I feel like Mike that that gimmick gets a lot of heat. Uh. Which is brilliant. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Uh, something that is a nice parallel between uh, SmackDown Live and Raw is that they both have uh, like random singers that get mm. hit uh, with uh, Elias Samson Elias on Samson. Raw yeah. and uh, Aiden English. Aiden English yeah. on SmackDown. Uh, so Aiden English started doing his operatic singing. And then Randy Orton interrupts him Yeah uh, And then basically RK was him during the commercial break Because yeah. by the time he came back the commercial He was break, like, sitting in the middle of the ring Yeah It's like What happened calling to Jinder Aiden English yeah. Oh, uh, oh that, I, They did a replay yeah. oh, okay. RK was like it, it, it took like two seconds No, no biggie No biggie, no biggie. So just in the ring He waited and waited and waited It's like I'm waiting for Jinder yeah. I want my revenge I want my title mm. like, Blah 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 And Shane McMahon came out It's like okay Ken Yeah The land of Land of handouts uh, Land of handouts As uh, Kevin Owens pointed out, pointed the, out. the land of repeated opportunities <laughs> Doesn't, It makes no sense that you When when you lose You go back to the line la. Yeah, la. But then who else They're going to fight Exactly exactly. So uh, I mean I guess it, This was a personal thing for him Because mm. uh, of, the, of how The same brothers treated His father mm. uh, Bob Orton Yeah Um so I mean, you know, last week he tried to go to India to RKO. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so it, it seems very personal. Yeah, I, I like it though. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is a Randy that uh, is quite fun to see. Yeah. I I like how Shane McMahon called him out on uh, on that he has done this before. Mm. <laughs> like like when he he talked about how the Singh brothers disrespected his father. Yeah, then Shane was like, Randy, Randy, you used to do that, motherfucker. You 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 attack my father. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my father We went into a match you know? Yeah we, we did a match Oh oh And you want to talk about The numbers game <laughs> Weren't you part of Evolution, evolution yeah. And like a number Of other factions Yeah know? So Come on Randy Come on Randy What comes around Comes around yeah, yeah. What comes around Goes around Yeah so I think like Randy doesn't have uh, A leg to stand on Yeah uh, But again Jinder is getting Really uh, How you say He's becoming He looks good As a champion now lah. Like yeah, he's every week. I feel that he's improving. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I I agree. And uh, <laughs> he actually like I actually laughed out loud when he said that uh, this match was invented by you know my personal hero, the great. The great Kali. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did have that thing together. Remember when they, sure. he was like a valet to the great Kali? Sure, and it also made me laugh because that like um he chose the one stipulation that eliminates his assets. His, yeah, which was the Singh oh. brothers. Yeah, but like that was nicely retconned by Daniel Bryan yeah, by saying that like that. uh you know Jinder Mahal wants to prove something, yeah. he wants to prove that he can beat Randy Orton without the Singh brothers yeah. and Being respect, courageous, yeah. respect him for it lah. Yeah, and they're playing Jinder as like the fifty fifty one. Yeah. He's a he's a heel in America, but. A a, a face, face elsewhere yeah. So this gives Like the people Who want to see him As a face As a uh, Something to cheer him For mm. you know? Oh look look at him How can he be a bad guy He yeah. He accepted Randy Orton's challenge And then like uh, Wanted to face him One on one And in not one But two Cages Two cages yeah. uh, Bamboo reinforced steel Steel reinforced bamboo Whatever it is Whatever, whatever it is uh, um, Although we're We're fairly sure We've never been to Pujabi But we're fairly sure That prisons don't look Don't like look that. like that Yeah Yeah yeah, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's talk about uh, oh fashion vice. Fashion vice. I, I know you want to. Uh, every week, every week you just want to talk about fashion vice. Fashion vice is my favorite. So last week they didn't come on. I was like, oh no. Oh, they took a break. Yeah, we were afraid that like it was the payoff was the essential. Yeah, like, and who, it, who, it, who, wasn't. it wasn't. It wasn't. Yes. 
<laughs> so they did uh, an interrogation. Yeah. So he said they were like good cop, bad cop, and they became good cop, good cop. You <laughs> were so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brizango trying to um, <laughs> trying to bribe them with like pop concert tickets. No, it was uh, it was uh, what's his name? Fandango, Fandango tried by them the Eddie Money. Oh yes, it was Eddie Money. Yeah. So um, Fandango tried to bribe them. Oh, Fandango was the other good cop. Yeah. The, the second good cop, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So he tried, to, he tried to bribe them the Eddie Money uh, tickets. tickets. And, and I think he like, quoted the, the, the song title. Yeah. yeah. And I think like uh, Victor actually really wanted to take it. <laughs> and then Connor was like, No! We only listen to like Grand Cop Trash, Trash, Trash Metal. Remember? Remember? <laughs> yeah! Like, yeah! 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 We only listen to Grand Cop Trash Metal. No deal, cop! Yeah! And then they brought in like a. Like a catering service Yeah, Bizango got the cheese plate And the so ice funny. lemon tea that he made And the way that they were lining up their, their water guns <laughs> As if to intimidate them Ah, that's brilliant But uh, it, this exonerates the ascension Because their office was trash F- While they were interviewing push. Yes yeah. So, it's Who American Alpha it? It's American Alpha But then, um, oh, new tag team We don't know no, it's definitely American Alpha. I know, I know. But anyway, then, uh, but then what I liked about this segment, apart from the brilliant Fandango, was that they took the tickets in the end. That, yeah, that we get to see a bit more of the ascension. Yeah, yeah. You know, a bit of this comedic thing that they're doing, but I think it works for them. This has been the best use of the ascension in the longest time. In, in the longest time. Since, since, NX, since NXT. Yeah. When they were dominant champions. Yeah. But um, upon coming up to the main roster, there are two segments on the Fashion Files slash Fashion Files. Have totally like. I mean, it's bit roles lah, but. But it has renewed my interest in the attention. Yeah. Like I know, I know they're com- comedy right yeah. now, but. I mean, they're supposed to be like some cultist kind of thing, right? But at least you know, like, I'm thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I've gone what six months, not even. Not thinking. even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean that the whole. I mean, we we laughed out loud because we watched the Rumble together. And the whole game was remember yeah. the Rumble. <laughs> then like there's some people with signs that said, uh, "Remember the attention." <laughs> remember the attention. Yeah, I laughed because like, oh yeah, oh yeah, remember them. <laughs> <laughs> they exist. Uh. I totally forgot. So yeah, I'm glad that they are on TV again. Yay! Yeah, uh, the Usos uh, took on the Hype Brothers, and this was interesting. Mm. I did not predict this. Okay, like if you listen to the last episode, I was wrong, so I have to eat my words on this. Go ahead. Uh, I said okay. Uh, then Shane McMahon or Daniel Bryan give them the chance. Uh, one of them. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Okay, so the Hype Brothers is like. Uh, you know we were number one contenders, but yeah. Zack Ryder got injured, but there's no statute of limitations on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Shimmerman was like, you know what, if you can beat the champions, we'll give you a, a, a shot at the championships. Yeah, and yeah. then what I said was that like, oh, I mean the champions always lose no title matches. Yeah. So that means like they will they will win this one, but lose the next one. It turned out, no, nope. the Usos won. legitimately Clean. won it. Clean, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, okay, so the Hype Brothers are all like, we're going to ask for opportunity, we're going to earn it. Yeah. We're going to earn it. No, uh, they're all about hard work, humility, hum- humility and hard work. Yeah, yeah, It's yep. the new Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder gimmick, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, you know what? If we don't want the title shot, we're going to earn it. Yeah. We're going to show you. And then what happens after they lose? Uh, the New Day comes out and asks for a title shot and they get, and they they get, get it. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though, to be fair, yeah. they still kind of deserve it because... The fucking Usos did the, the count out, the yes. Count out they the they ran away. Yeah. So, um, before they rematch at Battleground, which I feel will be a lumberjack match because of the <laughs> way uh, they're setting but, this up, yeah. uh, they, they brought it up again on Talking Smack about, yeah. like, you know, don't, don't run. Uh, don't, don't run. run uh. Yeah, don't but run. That's not the point. Uh. Yeah, but before that, I'm very excited about this. I'm going to see a rap battle between the Usos, <laughs> the Usos and, and the New Day next week. I like that the Usos don't hype up that they're good rappers. Mm. They like purposely say that we're not into rap, we're yeah, more into like, poetry. Like, like spoken word poetry. La. Okay, la, okay. La. Yeah, yeah. Because I like that the way the delivery is very spoken word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it. Not really rap, but yeah. spoken word. Yeah, yeah. and I like that... Uh, it's like they don't say hit on the swivel again. Yeah. Every single... Yeah. I, 
there was a moment when they kept saying hit on the swivel, but every other superstar also kept saying that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god, is everyone giving infection? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was just like true osmosis. Yeah. Uh, I also really like that New, New Day were parodying the super hot fire rapper from online mm. on the YouTube one, mm. where they just said random things and then they just celebrate. Like, oh, <laughs> that was like the best this ever. <laughs> And then there's the Usos there looking confused. Yeah. I can't wait, I can't wait. This is, I, I'm legitimately excited for this rap battle. It's going to be so stupid, but it's going to be awesome. Yes, this, this is the fun half hour comedy yeah. show. So yeah, so SmackDown that had that happen. Uh, I think, was AJ Styles? Oh yeah, AJ Styles was on there. For the, the gauntlet. Uh, eh, not the gauntlet, the Independence Day uh, battle, Royal. battle Royal. Yeah, so the winner of the Independence Day Battle Royal will okay. get a shot. At the United States Championship At Battlegrounds Currently held by the face of America Kevin Owens mm. And We are truly blessed That Kevin Owens came on Talking Smack mm-hmm. To address this later Because mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it This is the, one of the best Talking Smack segments You say this every week Watch fucking Talking Smack Watch fucking Talking Smack And Talking Smack Right now Like it had a void When the Miz left right And Kevin yeah. Owens has Slotted into that void And, yeah. made, it, and made it his own yeah. Kevin Owens is, <laughs> is the new The Miz Yeah he is so crazy Yeah So I mean like This is perpetual Like Bullying of Renee. Yeah. It, it, it gets uncomfortable at first and then it starts being funny because yeah. it just keeps like getting more ridiculous, like him taking his notes and Renee like legitimately <laughs> screaming, I need those! <laughs> or him like accidentally spilling water on her, on her phone. phone, which was like completely unintentional. And then Renee just like freaking out, I was like, oh, my phone, my phone's wet. Uh, and like just Daniel Bryan is going along with it. Daniel Bryan is like, the most like useless co star. Mm-hmm. A co-host. And he's the general manager. Yeah. It's not he could stop this, you know. But like he was taking both of their sides. Yeah. Whoever, whoever was having the most fun, he was just joining. No, in talking smack, the Uso segment was a bit uh, facey, right? Like what you said. The Usos were so faced so with facey. Brian, yeah. <laughs> but whenever the, I notice whenever the Usos are on talking smack with Daniel Bryan, uh, I feel like they're very good friends in person. Uh, and they just can't keep the facey dynamic there. Mm. So they, they banter a lot, they're very cute with each other, yeah. they, they share caps, they, yeah. they rap with each other. Still fun. Yeah, uh, Daniel Ryan apparently has offered to be the third man in the rap battle next week. Mm-hmm. He did a little rap yeah. with the Usos hat on back. That was just such a dead thing. Something to do. about yeah, yeah, it's a very dead rap, you know. Yeah. Like didn't he realize I was vegan and he tofu? Uh, it was okay so No, but it was cute. It was it was funny because it was not funny. Yeah, it's not. It's funny because not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, Kamala came on next on Talking Smack and Kamala killed it again. Yeah, she just rubbed it all over. Daniel Bryan's face So fucking annoying right Yeah but I so love it that, That's but, why she's the top you now But Daniel Bryan is like It feels like he's so happy That he doesn't get it <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah Yeah congratulations Yeah uh, uh, I can't wait when he wrestles For ROH Man Yeah yeah So like the, the buzz The buzz is that like uh, He wants to wrestle again His his medicals have come back clear mm-hmm. uh, But because of the impending Concussion lawsuits With the WWE He's probably not going to be Medically cleared in the E So it looks like He's not going to resign For WWE yeah, Come and, 2018 And he's going to do What the misses uh, Go back to your To the bingo halls To the bingo halls And wrestle with your friends Though that's not fair Because ROH is bigger than that Sure, yeah, but they do wrestle in some weird places. Right? Yeah, they do. La. I mean, I just watched uh, the Best in the World pay-per-view and it really looked like Bingo Hall. Yeah, the Misses. It, it, was, it was a cross between the Bingo Hall. But and that was a dope show, though. It was a, go- it was a good show. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later, like, maybe yeah. like, to, to cap off the episode. Yeah. Uh, let, let's head into NXT. NXT. Okay, so we have Itami taking on uh, Orne. Yeah. And Orne botched, I think, and broke his nose. Um, no, there wasn't a botch. There wasn't a botch? There wasn't a botch, yeah. What? It was on purpose? Yeah, um, because the on the dirt sheets, they said that, like, uh, Itami had broken nose. So, this was, this was a way to work it, uh, into the storyline. So, he, he, he got only to, lock, yeah. Lokan to break his nose again. 
Oh, I, I, I don't know how he bladed or whether it, there was like gel packs in there, but like, I don't, it wasn't a botch though. Oh, wow. I thought it was a botch because there was a lot of blood. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was part of the storyline. The whole storyline was for him to be so injured and then uh, they wrapped, they, they, I guess, attended to him in the backstage. Then and he, he came back up. So brave to come out. And and I feel like this is them turning back on the heel turn that they made on mm. Itami a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, One was like a man on a mission, you know, trying to get Itami for what he did. Yeah. Itami was trying to prove that, you know, he's more courageous. Yeah. The, uh, as Mauro mm. likes to say, the Bushido spirit. Yeah, the Bushido spirit. So, I, I like this angle between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, kind of a transition. Oh, uh, hits up, up, Mauro's back. Mauro's back, yay! Yeah. At the place where JBL can't touch him. Mm-hmm. Though he did say that JBL wasn't the reason why he got depressed. No, I'm sure, I'm sure. But like, I'm sure JBL wasn't the most helpful person in that situation. Yeah, yeah, I did. So, uh, Mauro's back and I like I like it when he calls the big matches. I wish like, a Skrani Cross was a big match. Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about this now? Oh, uh, um, Loki. Yeah, Oni was was great. Like I like this how this angle played out, and I like that he had a logical resolution to it. He did because Oni is good. He's a man on a mission, but he shouldn't be beating Itami. And yeah, it, not like, yet, Itami is a uh, kind of beat. I know he lost by disqualification last time, mm. but I mean, main event now. He's clear that Itami is superior to Oni. Yeah, definitely. And then he called out Cassius Ono. Yeah, um, I think it was to talk like because they're friends and they have hit long history. And oh, I, I didn't I didn't realize there was an angle about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. the angle. So because Cassius Ono was the one that stopped. Itami the last time, remember? Right, 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 right. Okay, I thought it was super random. No, so no, 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 they, yeah. they, so they were supposed to have this discussion and they were jumped by Sanity. Yeah, so that's the feud going forward. Hmm. Cassius Ono against Sanity. Uh, so, Sanity guys, I'm very iffy about them. I don't know. Yeah, they're okay. Like, the, the promo that they delivered after... They, it's very weird. Huh? Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, but, uh, never mind. Uh, there was just a transition. Because Nikki Cross, yeah, Cross. Cross was already in the ring. It's like, yeah. now our first step to taking over the world is Nikki Cross. Cross, yeah. So Nikki Cross takes on a scar, and let's backtrack a bit because I like these segments where they have these segments where Asuka is being driven to the arena, mm. like occasionally for like people <laughs> and then like Asuka is always plays like the, the board champion because oh, there's no um, challenge. The, you know everybody loses to me. Yeah, and it's just like this board worker being driven to work, yeah. and then suddenly like this, there's this crazy thud on the car, and then yeah. you see like Nikki Cross is on the fucking <laughs> car. And then like I like that Asuka wasn't even like bothered by it. She's just like, what the what fuck are you is doing? happening? <laughs> And she kept trying to open the door and the security kept pulling her back. And then Asuka was just like, she went out and said, like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? We're not fighting yet. Yeah. Nikki Cross is the best presentation. This is what a lunatic fringe is. Yes. Not Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is like too coherent to be a lunatic yeah. fringe. Like Nikki Cross comes across as legitimately crazy. insane. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And not like the kind of funny insane that like Alicia Fox no, is. No, no, like crazy. Like I'm afraid of her and she's yeah. so tiny. Yeah, she's so tiny. The fact that she's smaller than the likes of this and I'm scared of her <laughs> yeah. shows that like what you can do with presentation. Yeah, right? exactly. You don't, the size doesn't matter, you know. Hmm. And also because she's crazy, she can take huge bumps and a lot of punishment and just laugh it off. Like. Yeah, and you believe that. Yeah, know? so there was there was this sequence in the last man, last woman standing match where Asuka was just like kept kicking her chest. Yeah. Kick, 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 super stiff, you know, you could hear it. And she just kept laughing, so like, ha ha ha. Like, you know, like the Joker yeah. and like the Joker versus Batman and mm. that interrogation room in the yeah. Dark Knight, you know. Correct. You know, all your muscles can't do anything to me because, you know, he just doesn't give a fuck and like, Nikki Cross doesn't give a fuck, right? Yeah. Comes off with that, yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, what, <coughs> did, what did you think of the mini event? Uh, great spots. Yes! <laughs> right? Great spots all around. It uh, had good traditional wrestling and yeah. good big spots. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, both of them, good chemistry. Mm. Right? Uh, Asuka, as usual, uh, don't need to say she's near flawless lah, Near flawless. Yeah. Still looks very stiff, but go. Uh, but that, that's what this match should be, lah. It should be a stiff match. Yeah. yeah. It being a, I, I guess hard. It's it's not a hardcore match, but hardcore stipulations, no discomplications and yeah. all that. 
So Asuka took Gave a lot of huge bumps But also gave some big gave bumps, some big bumps yeah. So uh, the big bump that Asuka took Was a power bump off the apron Onto the ramp yeah, And I yeah. think like me and Hadi hit her head I think at the yeah. side of the ramp So I mean like The thing, the thing was like In kayfabe She was supposed to land on the chair right? yeah. Which is supposed to hurt yeah. But the fact that like, Nobody reacted to the chairs They reacted to the fact that The head hit the ramp Hit the ramp yeah and and uh, the referee just went over, kept checking the head, you know. It's like, ooh, shit. I mean, after all, it is concussion city, right? We want to make sure you want you want to make sure that they don't get concussions. Exactly, a lot of nice chair spots as well. Yep. Um, I think Asuka did like, I don't call it the yes kicks, but like the kicks on um, Asuka kicks. The Asuka kicks while. Uh, I think Nikki Cross was wearing a trash can, <laughs> which always gets me. I always like it, like, because I know it's not painful, but it's nice to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, the visual, lah. It's, it's the it's the visual yeah. exactly. Uh, so the, those those are safe ways to do big spots. Yeah. And the, all the chest spots that they did, you know, great. all all landing, great. great. Um, but the finale though, mm. oof, boy. So there was that GS table, cause there's not a wooden table. Uh, there's a GS table. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, explain what what that is. Oh, it's a general supply. It's a basically a just a normal like foldable table. Yes. Doesn't break <laughs> yes. easily. Although that's uh, very um, spoilery because I knew they weren't gonna do the spot on yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So then uh, I think Nikki Cross was gonna do a ladder, which she was gonna mm. climb the ladder, the wooden ladder. Right. And jump it, jump off, right? Yeah. Then so okay, like the the spot was that like. This match had gone on for half the show. Yeah. NXT is NXT is a sixty minute show. Yeah. And at the thirty minute mark this this match started. Yep. And I thought, like, ooh, they're gonna give them a lot of time Jump to work. Yeah. And then a lot of big spots and, and the story of the match is just like none of them would ever lie down. Yep. You know, they they keep getting back up despite all this punishment. Yeah. So what is the one big move that's yeah, gonna take it out? Because they both did their finishes, yeah. they both did like power bombs on the apron, power bombs yeah. on the floor, chair shots. Still get up. Still get up. So let Ladder spot lah then. Ladder spot, yeah. So they did ladder spot right next to the commentary table. And yeah. then like, it's quite funny to say commentators like legitimately yeah. like, what oh, the oh, fuck? Oh, oh, they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I love that they don't tell the announcers that this is gonna happen. Yeah. And and usually like the main roster commentators are more, more chill about it. They would just like step away. Yeah. But these guys sprinted away. <laughs> sprinted <laughs> away. That was so funny. Uh, yeah, so like that happened. Uh, yeah, so she, she threw... Uh, no, it was a suplex. Suplex, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I think uh, Asuka... From the top of the ladder, suplex uh, Nikki Cross onto the announcer's table. Woo, boy! I, I holy shit it. Yeah, me too. I like in my room. I was like, yeah. holy shit, holy, I was like, holy shit. shit, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, oh. And also like the fact that like you know like they didn't clear the announcer's table of you know they usually take <laughs> yeah, the monitors, they, they take the monitors out, take, take everything. But the the commentators got out so so quickly that they didn't clear the table. There yep. was a lot of like you know sharp objects and shit. Yep. But they went through it anyway. You yep. Know? And what a what a fantastic ending. Fucking A, man. Yeah. Talk about a great week for women's wrestling. Yeah, and just, in hardcore stipulation. Yeah, and just as uh, what? And Asuka just made it in time. Like, made the it last time. second, she got up. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant storytelling there. Brilliant storytelling. It keeps uh, Asuka's like, streak alive, but at yeah. the same time, makes Nikki Cross look legit. Yeah. yeah because I mean, it, like, losing a, th- a match like this doesn't devalue you yeah. at I all. I mean, the grueling thing, you know, gru- how grueling it was and all that. So, yeah. Much mad props to Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is absolutely a future champion. She will be well, like, whenever Asuka moves, moves up, up uh. like Nikki Cross will, yeah. will be the dominant figure. And you know, you have Ruby Riot coming up, you have uh, Peyton Royce, and uh, yeah. I keep forgetting the other girl's name. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. And the Australians, Australia. yeah. Uh, s- um, yeah, and, and the thing what is. What happened to TM61? I don't know. Okay, never mind. question. Yeah. Oh, there's also um, the, the uh, Heavy Machinery getting the title shot next week with. Ooh. With uh, Otters of Pain. I like uh, Paul Eric's line, uh, what Jurassic cocoon do you find? <laughs> that, was, that was quite funny. Uh, I, li- I like that because yeah. this, uh, and he, um, William Regal actually said, 
This will literally be the biggest match that NXT has ever had. <laughs> they're all fucking heavy. Look at how big they are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah. but there was no fear to set this up, right? It was just that like Heavy Machinery is uh, on a roll, on a roll, on yeah. a winning streak, so yeah. they deserve a title yeah, shot. Yeah. Ooh, I like that kind of booking. That's yeah. very NGW. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like but it's NXT, la, that's why. They present it like a real sport. Mm. I win a bunch of matches, I've earned my title shot. Yeah. You know? So, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Angle, I mean, interesting match. Are they, also, gonna, are they gonna fight next week or no? Probably I don't know, next, week, next week is the championship match. Probably take over, right? Yeah, next week is Bobby Root versus Roderick Bobby Strong. Root, yeah. I really like the the promo that I did for Roderick Strong, telling mm. his story yeah. about how you know, like his dad was shot in the chest and yeah, yeah. like his his family and like his hard luck story, lah. Yeah, uh, and Bobby Root being you know the whole dismissive like, about the entire thing. Yeah, because uh, Bobby Root comes from a place of privilege and yeah. he just doesn't understand. So this again, the blue collar versus the white collar. Correct, correct. Yeah. The so, privilege versus the underprivilege. Yeah, so I mean, they're setting up for like another great mini event next week, man. NXT is just on a roll right now. Yeah, I feel like NXT has. We can stop saying that they are they have re, they are rebuilding. They have they, they have, have rebuilt rebuilt. Yeah. This is their new house and it looks good. Yep. So yeah, uh, anything else that happened? Uh, so there's this. I mean, not on. I mean, wrestling, but not really rest. Not not uh, any of the shows, but uh, right. So for the past few weeks, the they've been touting the new book, right? The new NXT book. Mm, yes. Yeah, so that's gonna be interesting. I but I don't think it's gonna cover with like rewards and all of NXT. No like It's a very like flattering book. Yeah. Like, uh, showcasing the more momentous occasions. Yeah. There's another book out there right now. Uh, non non WWE. But that's a, th- th- a more journalistic take on what yeah. NXT. So what culture book? Yeah. Uh, on uh, developmental health, I think that's the title where yeah. they they look at NXT from the beginning, like, and all the backstory stuff that they yeah. reported on. So I mean, and it, um, WWE de- developmental wasn't always the revered. Uh, not what it is today, lah. Yeah, it wasn't always the revered brand that, that it is today. I mean, um, even now, also your stars are not guaranteed, right? You know? But that, that's more down to me and the booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I mean, back then when it was OVW, you know, um, CM Punk uh, famously hated it. Uh, mm. A lot of the girls hated it as well. Mm. But then it became NXT. But at first, NXT was a reality uh, show. Reality show. Very weird. A very show. fucked up reality yeah. show. And then suddenly it became like the purest wrestling show on yeah, the, they uh, have right now. in North America right now. I yeah. mean, talk about uh, branding and reinvention. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Do, um, I wanted to ask about like a match that happened here. Like, do you like the Velveteen Dream gimmick? Ooh. Um, it's a very familiar gimmick. It's Prince. Yeah. yeah but, but okay lah. I mean, he, he's, I, uh, if I'm not wrong, Velveteen Dream, I can't remember his name, but he's tough enough. He's one of the tough enough competitors. Right. Uh, among all his peers, he's one of the last ones who is still wrestling, lah. Ah, yeah. no, because like he, he moves well in the ring. Yeah, he and, does. Like, Good he, physique. He pulls off the flamboyance of a Velveteen Dream character quite well, right? Yeah, yeah. Better than like, um, like what's his name? Was there another one that did something else? Uh, what's that big fat guy? I don't know. One of the Ministry guys, one of the Gangrels like sidemen who became like this sexy. Visra? Visra, yeah. Remember Visra had that sexy daddy... Really? Yeah, he Wasn't had... it Mark Henry? Mark Henry also had... Oh, they give it to all the fat guys. Yeah, the the, the big sexual chocolates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more but, than one sexual chocolate. Yeah. I, I had no idea Visra had a sex Visra angle. had some, some sort of sex angle also. Huh. Mark Henry also had a sex angle also. Okay, okay. And yeah, but this is the first one that... But they're going for a very specifically Prince angle. Yeah, this one is... That's why I was going to say that this is a bit different. Right. But this is more... Um, Fanboyant. But the way he moves in, in, in more androgynous, androgynous, yeah. yeah. The way he moves in the ring is all very smooth. I yeah, like, I like the, it. the angles, yeah. even like the elbow drop that he does on the top. Yeah, that was a fantastic. Like it, drop. It, it, it looks like he's uh, you know like um like resting like you know 
like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't know they can't see, right? I, can't, I, can't see, sorry. I, was, I was doing the post. Just for that was just for Hadi's reference. What else was? I mean, like like guys like Godas, you know, like do that kind of like flamboyant, androgynous yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of sexual moves in the yeah. ring and actually make pulls pulls it off. Yeah. And Godas yeah. especially is quite strange because you know he's like uh, redneck right, you know, from yeah. Texas. You know. He but, didn't even know what the word androgynous meant at the first when he first started. Oh boy, it. yeah, and, and his father was like very anti the gimmick, you know. It's <laughs> well, like oh, uh, but you know, but his father dressed up in like polka dots. Polka dots, so, yeah. So, but his father was the American Dream. It was the the mm. blue the original Roderick Strong. The original Roderick Strong. Yeah. The the blue collar worker, which was great, but never won a world title until Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, the yeah, American okay. Nightmare. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to Irish in a second. We'll just oh, like okay. uh get through like two or five life real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I forgot about like, that. <coughs> yeah, to to wrap up the WWE stuff before okay. we move on. So the final was like okay, an okay show. Not bad. You had a uh, the Vari taking on the uh, Vari is the Persian Iranian. Prince. Right? Yeah, yeah, Iranian. Yeah, is he called the Persian Prince? Most probably. Okay, sure. So he's he's like this rich uh, Iranian playboy la, Yeah. To concentrate Alexander, but apparently <laughs> last week he uh, Noam Dar dropped his luggage into the river. Yeah, that? and apparently his luggage was fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and then Noam Dar came crawling back to uh, apologize to apologize and he was saying I'm sorry do it's I fine it's fine it's like $15,000 if I drop that right now I wouldn't yeah. bother picking it up <laughs> yeah. then I uh, like you know like that that time was bad but it was saved by Noam Das line saying uh, Noam Das line when he says I don't need payback <laughs> yeah oh, oh, that's great uh, because like my phone bills are yeah, you know, uh, high rotting right now yeah. like Alicia Fox just wants to FaceTime all the time yeah. and as that happens as that as he said that line the, his phone his phone rang, rang and then uh, Devari just picked up his phone and threw it on, on the wall. That's quite funny. Uh. And then like Noamda actually said thank you. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, like, good. Now I have no more phone, so no more bills. <laughs> uh, Noamda is so pussy. He is! Such a talent, but okay. La. Yeah, you're, you're a big fan of Noamda, right? I am, I am. Since uh, back before even CWC. Yeah, um, I can't I really even remember what happens in 205 Live and I watched it maybe two hours before I came to Hardy's house here. Yeah. So um, I guess the, the big one was... Neville's promo? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Neville came out to address Tozawa who apparently got a title shot because he joined the titles brand. Yeah. His, uh, his agent. His agent. Doing good job there. Good, yeah. I told you the Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now he's going to face Neville <laughs> at... Battle? No, not Battle. No. Balls of Fire. Great Balls. Great Balls of Fire, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was a funny segment of Tozawa not understanding English. Uh. Tozawa just coming out and saying, HA! Yeah, HA! <laughs> like, Neville kept insulting him. It was a what chan, basically. Yeah, Neville kept insulting him. He was like, HA! HA! Do you understand what I'm telling you? HA! <laughs> I love it. Do you understand English? HA! I'm gonna beat you! HA! <laughs> And the crowd loved it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's the it's the hottest I've seen a crowd for for two five live. For two five live, yeah. interesting. Ah. But that's what happens when you put two stars. You see, when they did it with Austin Aries, when Austin Aries never the crowd was also hot for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I wanted to mention uh Jack Gallagher versus Brian Kendrick. Ah. Because okay. they they had a ha. <laughs> you you doing it too? Because uh, Jack Gallagher versus Brian Kendrick was interesting because uh, Jack Gallagher came out with yeah. his usual thing, yeah. and then Brian Kendrick has this new gimmick where he's mocking Jack Gallagher. He comes out in the exact same attire, yeah. but he dressed like an Englishman, yeah. and he broke not one but two umbrellas, two umbrellas. over Jack Gallagher, yeah. which is quite painful. It seems yeah. quite painful. Those are real umbrellas, right? I think so. They, they weren't broken; they were just bent. It was just bent. Yeah. Holy shit! Winston the Third always gets through. Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't survive a match. Oh, but if it's Winston the Third, shouldn't it now be like Winston the Fourth and Winston the Fifth? Yeah, 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 yeah. keeping the gimmick. It's not like the. It's not like Francesca. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get it. Uh, so Jack Gallagher, I guess, is now gonna feud with Brian Kendrick. Why not? 
Uh, Mustafa Ali once again beats uh, Drew Gulak. Yeah. Drew Gulak uh, tried a high flying move. Yes. Okay. So the story, if you didn't watch last week, um, Drew Gulak lost to Mustafa Ali on a technical wrestling move. Mm-hmm. He was pinned on like some super technical mat wrestling kind yeah. of kind of thing, uh, And then Drew Gulak was very embarrassed by that. And then he said that like, oh, you got lucky because I wasn't prepared for that. I was preparing for the aerial assault. Yeah. Uh, then Mustafa Ali confronts him by saying, the only reason you're all about no fly zone is because you can't fly, motherfucker. You, you can't dive, you know. And then like Drew Gulak was look super insulted by that. Uh. And uh, the climax of this match was uh, Drew Gulak was dominating this match. Yeah. Dominating. So then he was like on to proof of point. So he goes to the top rope and he had shaky legs. Yeah. His knees were so wobbly. Oh my god. It's like I know Drew Gulak can dive. I've seen him. Yeah, but before. this is funny though. Yeah. And then like he dived, he missed and then he got pinned. Yeah. So I like, I like how this, they're furthering his angle without actually giving us a fresh matchup. Yeah. It's just like different finishes. Yeah. I mean, as long as the 205 guys are getting more face time, getting some character development, it's fine. I feel like all of them are getting character development. Yeah, they are, they are. Everybody, right now, it's, like I said, 205 is a show which is improving. I actually really, really like this week of wrestling. It yeah. feels like a very exciting week of wrestling uh, where every show is good to great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, ROH Best in the World. Ooh, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels uh, lost his title. Mm-hmm. Um, to Cody Rhodes. Yep, the American Nightmare. Um, wasn't the best match though. Wasn't, but it was uh, entertaining. Uh yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. And uh, if for those of you who don't know, since Dusty, since Dusty, right? Uh, none of the Rhodes have won a world title. Never in their life. Uh yeah, so it's been a 31, 31 yeah. year drought uh, yeah. of our world championships. Mm. So it's it's nice to see Cody finally finally winning something for the fam, la. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know you're a big Cody Rhodes fan. What 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 do you think about this? Uh, I always think that Cody Rhodes has been underrated as hell. Yeah. Right. Uh, but to face off a legend like Christopher Daniels, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is really legend. Mm. So yeah, and to to go over uh, Christopher Daniels, I thought that was a brilliant move. Um, it's interesting because like uh, most of the internet wrestling community doesn't share your sentiment. Yeah, I know. They 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 don't like that they they put ROH the ROH championship, which yeah. next to NXT is like the pu- the pure the wrestling purest, belt, yeah. the purest wrestling belt there is, right? On a guy that they think isn't the best worker la, and who hasn't earned it yet. I mean, okay, definitely he hasn't earned it yet. But okay. I love Cro- I I am biased. I love Cody. And okay, okay. I love his whole American. I I do like that it's also elevated his subs- his his forthcoming match at NGPW yeah. against Okada against because he's now champion to champion. Yes. IGPW champion. So yeah, that that was where I was actually looking at that, Ah, that, interesting, that, interesting. That, that, the G one uh, G one in Long Beach, right? Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Cody uh, ROH champion versus Okada the NGPW champion. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know who's gonna win lah. Okada. Yeah la. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's just a bit more flair, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a fresh matchup, because I don't see Okada Omega again, but yeah. they are giving us that, because they're in the same same block. Yeah. At the at the G1 climax. Yeah. And uh, I mean, me and Hadi love. We 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 think like the the first two matches are the greatest pro wrestling matches we've ever seen. One off. One off. Yeah. But like, I don't want them to do this so quickly. Yeah, but like I was telling you that it was because it would be too predictable if they were in different blocks. Sure. Yeah. But NGPW is never predictable. Maybe like neither of them will win. Maybe only one Most of them will win. Most probably actually none of them will win. Yeah, correct, correct. correct. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what, okay, um, what happens if the champion wins? Does he get to pick the challenger? Wait, you mean Okada? Yeah, Okada is in the... I mean, the winner of the G1 climax. Oh, you mean uh, if... Oh, yeah. So, does he get to pick the challenger? Yeah, I have no idea. That's does does he face himself in terms of weird Rick and Morty thing? No, please don't do that. Okay. NGPW will never do that. Let's, let's <laughs> <do> chat <laughs> underground. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, 
Yeah, like, we'll see. Because also Kota is back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi coming yeah. back as himself. Tiger Master W. Yeah. No, no more. Yeah, yeah but I mean, he, uh, for, for those of you who have been watching NGPW and <laughs> don't know, Tiger, he's actually Tiger, Tiger Master W. w. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be quite fun to see Kota back. Yeah. Uh, Zach Zaper Jr. is making his debut. Yes, very as, excited. Uh, in, it's a, it's in, a good feel, man. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, more things. So, I mean, Yoshida uh, uh, was Yoshida. in... Uh, ROH best in the world as well yeah, uh, yeah, taking yeah. on uh, Martin Sherl I don't know pronounce Martin Sherl yeah. the villain the villain yeah, yeah. Uh, good match uh, yeah. Um, what was your best of the night? best of the night okay I had two um, one was uh, the actual best of the night was Hangman Page Hangman Page yeah. uh, the strap match versus could they actually use the straps yes <laughs> holy fuck what was that man yeah okay so like um a strap match is usually, you know, just like a belt lah, yeah. that, you know, that you just like beat over someone. It's yeah. obviously very painful, it's like a caning, yeah. you know. We've all been, okay lah, we live in Asia lah. We understand the caning. We've all been belted before lah, you know, yeah. by, by our dads lah. So it's, uh, but it's this, the story was Adam Cole versus Hangman Beach. Yeah. Uh, and unlike uh, Bailey versus uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss had a lot of painful... Yeah, no, but, but unlike that, right, like... Nobody here had any any hesitation with using the strap. <laughs> yeah. So the strap was used liberally yeah. and like very painfully. Yeah. And this is what I mean by like sometimes like indie wrestling scares me. <laughs> this this was quite fucked up. Uh. <laughs> so okay, they they use they use the the strap over and over again. Yeah. Uh, a lot of nice reversals. Or oh, I get the strap, you get the strap, blah blah blah. But then suddenly out of fucking nowhere, right? Yeah. There's these straps that have nails in them. Yeah. Nails that have been like actual a- nails. A- actual nails, yeah. Like real nails. And then I thought, it was, oh, they're just going to tease it. So uh, Adam Cole takes up the strap. Mm. And then uh, he's going to use it on, on Hangman Page. And then uh, Hangman Page reverses with his finisher. Mm. And says, ah, okay, like, they're not going to use the strap. Like, it's going to be a pin right now. You know, It's just going to be a distraction. And then suddenly, Hangman Page picks it up. And he just uses... makes the shit out of Adam Cole. So you can see, like, you can literally visibly see where the nails are going into the body, yeah, yeah, yeah. into the skin, and yeah. like how it's dragging through the skin, yeah. you know. And it then, felt like a very C- C- uh, what? combat zone wrestling match. Yeah, it's very, very CZW, <laughs> and I didn't expect it from ROH. Uh, and then like it was reversed, and finally Adam Cole got uh, to give uh, Hammond um, Page a, a taste of his own medicine. So both their backs were fucked. Just fucking like, bleeding and all. Fucked, man. Yeah. I, I cannot emphasize how fucked up this <laughs> So, um, like, and the orange crowd are pretty, uh, hardened. Yeah. Know? But, like, even they were chanting, like, you sick fucks. fucks. <laughs> you sick fucks. You sick fucks. You sick fucks. so much blood. Yes. Uh, so that, that was my match tonight. Primarily because, like, of how brutal it was and how they sacrificed their bodies for And this. we are not, like, fans of death matches. They're not, like, but I mean, you, this is not death match, but I mean, you know like, what I mean? I don't want it to happen, but yeah, when, yeah. when they choose to do it, I mean, nobody made them do it. Yeah, this yeah. this was their choice. And, I got to respect them for it. Yeah. I mean, give and what was the ending like? Hangman Page got hanged right? with, got with the strap. He went, he went unconscious. That was dope. Wonderful. And I like that they kept key fit because Hangman Page didn't come didn't out to celebrate, celebrate with yeah. Cody Rhodes in Cody the end. Rhodes. All the young bucks did. Second favorite match wasn't a good match uh, in a traditional sense. Go on. It was uh, the young bucks versus War Machine. Ah, yeah. They went back to the... So yeah. Last week, like two weeks ago, you we were saying that how awesome they were in telling a story. Um, I've, But like I said, oh, it, I like them in NJPW because I feel like they're constrained by the NJPW format yeah. by you know you have to tell a story it has to be traditional yeah. you have to all your moves have to make sense you yeah. have to build up the things this was a dive match this was this was a dive match there were like 37 super kicks which I counted <laughs> 37 super kicks from the young ones alone no? because like their opponents it was the triple threat match yeah, their yeah, opponents yeah. all did super kicks as well okay. War, War Machine eh? doing super kicks but War Machine is War Machine like, yeah, 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 yeah so uh, it was a super kick party I think 5 minutes into the match 
super kick, super kick, super kick, super yeah. kick, super kick. Uh, a lot of dives, uh, not non-stop. There was never a break in the match. Oh shit! I didn't see one chin lock. It was just like move, move, up move, 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 move. This is what Jim Cornette likes to call video game match. And <laughs> and watching is like, yeah, this yeah, is this definitely a video game, match, video game yeah. match. It uh after maybe ten minutes, I was very bored by it. Mm. So I kind of see what Jim Cornette means. Yeah. But like uh the crowd was super hot because uh, I guess it works live. Uh. Yeah. I mean like when you go you at live show you see all the shit. Like you're definitely gonna pop lah, but yeah. like I, I don't. It doesn't have the timeless quality of say mm. like a Tyler Bate. I mean that's why it's not gonna be hit, rated highly. You know, it's not gonna be a classic, but it's entertaining. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like, like we said, it's it's a massive week for wrestling this week, and we've we've gone like way over time, man. Yeah, we've gone way over time. So we've had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we had. Uh, it was we, a good week. It was a fantastic week. This is one of those weeks, like besides watching WWE live. In person, mm-hmm. uh, just all the stuff that you presented on TV, the programming, bad, yeah. really like uh, reignited my passion and love for pro wrestling. No, yeah, it did. It did me, yeah, the same thing. I mean, like it, I felt the same way, like in NGPW week. I mean, for this past month, I think there's more hits than misses, lah. Definitely, lah. Yeah, yeah, more hard hits. More hard hits for the hits. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, we actually wanted to include a review of Glow in this episode, yeah. but like we'll most probably we move to move it to the next episode. Yeah, we'll move it to the next episode. So the next episode we'll be talking about. Uh, the go home show for Great Balls of Fire, mm-hmm. uh, the the rap battle, <laughs> the rap battle, uh, and the battle royal happening in SmackDown Live, all the stuff happening in Two Hundred Five Live mm-hmm. and NXT. We'll also be talking about, as we mentioned, Glow. Glow. We'll be talking about an amazing Netflix documentary about um, how Hogan's uh, lawsuit against Gawker, and when he bankrupt the shit out of Gawker. Well, I mean, it wasn't him. It turns out. Oh, was it him? Yeah. Um, Hardy hasn't seen it yet, so we'll get I will get Hardy to watch it and then we'll mm-hmm, we'll definitely. review it uh, after that. Uh, plus other stuff in the world of indie wrestling. Yep. So yeah, uh, till next time, uh, I'm Hitzer. And I'm Hardy. Uh, see ya. <laughs>